What's up, guys? So it's uh, a trying day, you know, a lot of up and downs, but, uh, you know, we're here to talk about it. So, you know, it's just me and Foster tonight. I don't know if PJ's coming. He might show up and grace us with his presence if he's not too busy. And, uh, you know, Dan is, of course, out in New Orleans for the holidays. So you got to deal with us. <laughs> so, Foster, what do you think? 2631 Lions. Man, there there's so many things. Uh, like even just to start with, there's mistakes from top to bottom. Great performances by many players. Yeah. I don't know. There's we we gotta we gotta go back to the beginning, man. So uh well, lead us off. You wanna start like my my first thing is when I was watching this game, I'm like, I can accept all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and all the things that we should have done and didn't do, like uh, JJ with those two potential interceptions. So I, yeah. I'm like evaluating him more and more. And I'm like, he's a very good defensive back. And he makes very good plays. But great defensive backs make great plays, man. No, you got you got you got to pick the ball when it's in your chest. You've got to take advantage of those situations. Uh Who's, yeah, who's in control here, man? Vegas? With, 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 I think there was eight penalties that I went through and counted and missed. I know there's six for sure that weren't called against the Bears. God knows how many they missed in the whole game from everybody. I mean, that weren't called against the Lions. And then the coaching staff just being afraid, being afraid to make a play. I, I think I got pissed off the most. As a matter of fact, if PJ was here, because I did this, when it was third and five and we ran into an eight-man front to pick up one yard or two yards and kick a field goal, I texted you and PJ, we just lost the game. And that was when we that was when we kicked the field goal. There was still four and a half minutes left. And PJ's like, What? I said, We just lost the fucking game, man. Because I knew what was gonna happen. This this super soft cover zone, oh, let them get 10 yards every time. Bullshit. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's the play calling for the offense there that screwed us because why not try a stupid bubble screen or, or maybe uh, <laughs> over the middle. There, there was shit in the middle all day. All we had to do was get behind it in the zone. Fields played a great game. I don't care what anybody says. People are going to complain about he didn't have that many passing yards. 270 yards offense by our quarterback. Anybody else in this league would take that. Uh, you can win with a guy like that. He's just got to continue to do that to prove that he's the guy. Oh, of course. Too, yeah. too much to talk about. Too much, man. I don't know if you got shit. Are we even playing an opener? Because I'm just steaming still. That game's how oh, many hours late. No opener tonight. <laughs> no no dance party here. Shorty is uh, we're we in go. chat. But <laughs> yep. you know, we're just going right off the cuff tonight. But, you know, yeah, so so I think maybe uh, – I don't know I don't know what you got to say. I'll kind of gather my thoughts. I, I just had like an hour worth of shit when I was supposed to have everything in order and, and just shit hit the fan on my end, it, it made the day even worse. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get to it all. You'll remember it. You know, let's start off with some bright points. It's a night of first on the defense though. I mean, I, I know they blew the game at the end, but we saw Montez sweat first bear sack, uh, first sack of the year from Jack Sanborn, first career interception of Tyreek Stevenson, who should have got the game ball if they won yeah. that game. You know, so it, there definitely were some some nice points, and we'll go into Justin Fields in a little bit. You know, but let's give credit where credit's due for those guys. Oh, look who's here! It's PJ. 
PJ sighting, PJ sighting. What's happening, fellas? What's up, PJ? How you guys PJ. doing? Doing good, man. Living the dream. Are you going to really ask me that kind of crap tonight? No, I'm, I'm joking. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're just uh, we're just quickly going over the uh, the night of first to kind of ease people into this uh, moratorium, so to speak, of the game. We're looking at no. some positive feeds. Go ahead, yeah. Walla. We didn't mean to interrupt you, but we did it. No, it's fine. PJ's here. So, so what do you think of, uh, you know, things like uh, Tyreek Stevenson getting his first interception? Well, upon further review, um, I noticed that Brisker hit the guy, knocked the guy off his route. I mean, it was a great catch, but I'm glad they didn't call pass interference. Um, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Tyreek. He might be more of a slot than the outside corner because he likes to play physically. So I'm thinking he might be more of a slot type corner, nickelback. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he always played with a lot of fire. That's what I like about him, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't say he's a Jalen Ramsey, but he plays that style of football. Yeah, he's very physical, very yeah. physical. No, I think you need that. Can't always be, you know, eh, I'm just going to run around, maybe cover the guy, knock the ball down. Sometimes you got to punch him in the mouth. I'm I'm curious to know, I guess we could look it up, who's faster between him and Gordon? I don't, I'm not sure. Because, I know. because I know Gordon got some of that quick twitch to him, but I don't know how physical Gordon is because, you know, he's kind of a lighter frame. So mm -hmm. that's my, my concern there. Okay. What do you think, Foster? If you had to pick a bright moment, what would it be of those three guys? I, I, no, I, I, I was, I was doing this because I was listening to Pete and I'm going, let's, let me, let me, just, let us just say hi to everybody real quick, man, and then we'll get back to this because there's a bunch of stuff in the chat we can even address. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Robbie, come up. Thanks for showing up, Cliff. I'm, I'm doing a, a quick version of you, Pete. Walt was in there talking. Cornelius, Clifter, Bearski, Polly, thanks for for popping in here. STC Scott, thanks for for popping in tonight, man. Late minute, last minute thing here, kinda. Well, not last minute, but earlier today. I don't know who else. Oh, Mister Mayhem, sixty nine, always around. Thanks for popping in, dude. Hair Bear, first thing he said was PJ too. That freaking gay. Hair bears my man. Hair bears my man. And uh Jordy was in here too. My connection is absolutely fucking terrible. I had a hard time even getting on here tonight for some reason. So sorry about that. That's all right. But to answer your question, but, PJ, quickly, uh Cliff does have the numbers here. Let's take them up in the chat. I'll pull them up for you. Here we go. So he has Gordon at a four point five two and Brisker at a four point four nine. No, no, not Brisker. Uh, I was thinking of Stevenson. Oh, yeah, I think Stevenson. Yeah. yeah, if I said Brisker, my apologies. I was yeah, talking about the two corners. My fault, I mean, Cliff. Really, I mean, really, if anything is you know around that general vicinity, it's unnoticeable yeah. unless you're timing it. You know. Yeah. And um, that only takes you so far, man. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, that only takes you so far because it's what they do on the field. Butkus was a slow fucking dude, but 10, 10, 15 yards any which way. He was one of the quickest guys ever. 
So it's it's game speed, man. We know that. Look at Cliff said four point four four uh four point four five for Stevenson. So these guys are all quick, man. That's Poles MO. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a good thing. That's positive. There there was a lot of positives in this game. Especially oh, I agree. I mean, I agree. Even with all the crap, the first fifty-five minutes were pretty damn positive. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely. It was it was a it was a good game to watch. It started off nice. We had the lead and then the wheels just fell off at the end. No, they, yeah. they started playing conservative. We ran well, we ran ten times in a row on that last drive, and that was great. But on a third and five, man, you got you gotta you gotta go you gotta stick the dagger all the way in and twist it. Instead of running into the gut, running right up the middle where there's eight guys in the box or seven and two coming up because you're not going to get the five yards there, man. You, yeah. you hope you might, but the minute they did that and they kicked the field goal, they kind of just said, okay, we're going to settle for this win the way it is. And then started playing that, give them eight, nine yards per reception on the, on, on the, the return drive by the, the Lions, man. Twice we did it. Mm-hmm. Now, You're not just to branch like off. No, we're not. Just to branch off this a little bit, I do want to bring up Jericho Thomas here. Thanks for joining us, too, by the way, Jericho. You're saying yeah. you're out on Justin Fields. Now, I agree with the second part of your statement. They can't keep the coaching staff. But I want to ask, after today's performance, why are you out on Justin Fields if you're still here? Good question. I, I can't be out on him. I, I mean, I, I, I left the game. Well, well, you know, guy, I, I, I text you guys, and I told you, like, halfway through the game, I'm like, I'm down with Fields. I mean, I'm I'm with him. I think, yeah, he's not the greatest quarterback ever, but I've seen enough of him to say we can win a Super Bowl with him if we have other pieces. Easily, yeah. I think he showed that today, too. Yeah. He can – now, I don't know why the hell I can't think of his name, but he can – Definitely be a better. Who's what's his name in Baltimore, dude? Oh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do you think or I'm wrong. I think he could be a better version of him and become more of a, a, a guy that can stay in the pocket. Eventually, you got to just play the games. You got to get the experience to do that. But yeah. at, based on the last four performances, and, and Minnesota was a garbage performance, but I'll throw it in there. Right. Denver, Washington, Minnesota, and today. How how could you not want this guy on your team, especially at the cost that it's going to be? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know you you got to you got to play him, man. You got to play him, and I, and I'd stick with him honestly. You guys you guys in the chat can slam me for this, but I already make this controversial statement. I would take Fields over Josh Allen right now. I, I wouldn't roast you for that, honestly. Man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really too sold on Josh Allen. He likes to play a lot of hero ball. And, yeah. and you know, it's funny because you've been watching the game today. You know, he's throwing these interceptions. Or, I mean, it was a Hail Mary, so whatever. It happens. Right. But he's getting a lot of, you know, the, the blame is being pushed off on other people. You know, Dorsey lost his job because of this. And all that, you know, I'll get to hear Barry definitely said, you know, but, uh, you know, you have to keep you rating over 100. You're doing something right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean because uh, I, I, I'm serious. I mean, watching that game today with the fields, man, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Walt. I, no, no, no. I, I just I mean, looking at it, it's like he has such a zip on that ball that I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two, but 
then again, I am, that Bajan just didn't have. It's like he can like really put some zing on it, man. It's like that ball gets there in a hurry, and that's encouraging for me. I mean, can you imagine him with DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr.? Oh, my goodness. I now, I will say, though, with that scenario, I haven't seen him and Mooney's connection too well this year. Seemed like Mooney was having a better connection with Beijing, if I'm being honest. Mooney's been kind of off and on since the yeah. uh, the, the Kansas City and the Washington games. He just hasn't really been there, yeah, so to speak. Um, I, I don't, I don't uh, know if that's coaching or, or Justin is looking, not looking his way, but I mean, you know, he's coaching. There's plays, there's been plays, but it's not like it was. But he again, now he's not the number one guy like he was two years ago. True. Well, so, if, if I remember correctly, I think Justin tried to throw in the ball two or three times and seemed like he overthrew him all times. I know he got credited with one target for that one catch he had. I don't yeah. know if there was a second one that they didn't add it on. It was one where he 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 went from the right to the left across you know across the field and the fields led him. And it like I think the ball probably went out of bounds. No, it was like right before out of bounds, the ball went out of. Oh yeah, they they don't even credit uh, that that uh, they didn't even credit that to to Mooney. Oh, they didn't. Nope, he's got okay. one for, and he's got the catch. That's all they gave him. That when I last I looked, I mean they could change that, but right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he was he could have been doubled if I'm not mistaken. But the ball like fell, I want to say three to five yards in front of him. Well, I was gonna say, didn't it, it appeared to me that Fields just threw it in his direction instead of taking a sack? So it could have been. You know, but um, it landed in the field to play. That, that's a smart play instead of taking a seven yeah. or eight yard loss. Let's just get nothing because we're not gonna get nothing. These are those are little things like that that people didn't even probably even pay attention to. You yeah. know, they're going to judge Field and not even pay attention to that one little thing, or they don't think of it like that. Let's see, I'm going to get sacked. There's no way Mooney's going to catch this. I'm going to throw it five yards before him, and I'm going to make sure it bounces off the ground, so nobody can catch it because 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 Mooney ain't going to get it, and I'm not risking the interception. Yeah, but Bersky poses a question. Uh, you know, here goes question. PJ, does Fields succeed more than Allen if he's on the Bills? Does Allen do better than Fields on the Bears? Before we get off the subject of Josh Allen, I did just want to bring this up for him. And yeah. Bersky, I, I did get your message in chat that, that you sent the email. Unfortunately, I don't have access to that, so I can't pull that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's a good question. I think, um, uh, as I told you guys also in our private text messages, I'm not a fan of fields running the ball on design runs. Uh, I prefer, I mean, yeah, if the play play breaks down, he escapes. But all those design runs, I think that wears and tears on your body. I see Allen does a lot of that in Buffalo. So I I don't like that. So to best answer this question, I think Allen would probably do okay if they were to do those design runs for him here. Because he has that bigger body, what six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds. Fields is what six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I just, I'm just not a fan of that because I'm so afraid of my quarterback getting hurt. So I would rather 
because I think he rushed the ball, what, 18 times today? Incredible. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's just oh, yeah. incredible. I would I would much rather have him, yeah, drop back, play, not, I mean, nothing there, take off running then. But the design runs, let's save him, man, because I'm not trying to see him hurt again. Yeah, he had more uh, rushing attempts than Khalil Herbert. I was just going to say, the only time I want to see a design run, maybe, and, and not every time, is occasionally on a third one or a fourth and one. But, you know, other than that, I, 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 I don't, agree. I just why put him in harm's danger, man? He's, he's going to take off on a, yeah. in a passing situation when he's got the lane and he's clear and he knows he's going to be able to slide. Although today, right. twice he slid and he got hit as he was he sliding. Hit. Yeah. No freaking flag. And then. None. When uh, when golf slid, we just stood up and didn't even touch the guy. We've got that much respect, but yet twice, right. twice yeah. as he's sliding, he was hit two times yeah. and no freaking flag, man. This that's the other thing that I want to bitch about is the is who owns the freaking league, Vegas. <laughs> I'm looking at the money going around because everybody bet on the Lions, but the greatest thing that happened for Vegas today is the Bears covered again. Because they didn't have a lot of people betting on the Bears, believe it or not. I, well, everybody knew that. Yeah. So I just get, I get sick of that. And then, like I said, there were six or eight penalties that were not called against Detroit. What about the penalty where where they call it on on uh, right? And as the play's happening, and you, we talked about this, Walt, who's the yeah. pass rusher? He's holding his arm, but the penalty's on right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember okay. that? Anybody yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. There's, well, there's 10 things, I... man. I wrote up a list of stuff and I just forgot it. I left it at my yeah. house because I had, I got other crap other crap going on that made my day even more aggravating, let alone the bear shit, you know? I think I think the one that really got me was the uh, crackback block on uh, Patrick that knocked him out the game. Uh, on the... That was a penalty? No, they didn't call it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, right. even though it wasn't picked off, right? And the play was over. It's okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. I, I hope was, they hand out some damn fines this week, man. <coughs> oh yeah, that was yeah. just wrong. Sorry. You're, you're absolutely right. That was bull. Yeah. And I know flag. Bearski says flags didn't lose this game yet because there weren't enough of them fucking thrown. I could throw that in there too. If they would have called the shit, the Bears would have been even a better position. But in the at the end of the day, Getsy getting soft with the offense and Flus playing soft with the defense. That's it. Yeah. I mean, let's let's pivot on this a little bit and let's go to what Cliff Victoria is saying about how about Scott slowing down? I mean, there's a couple of things we can talk about, Tyler Scott. So let let's let's get on that subject. Let's start with the fumble. What Wait, do you stop, think? stop the Tyler Scott fumble because I want to address Bearski. He says, but Foster, okay. I felt we got more flags our way than usual. You can't sit here and complain about missed calls when we collapsed. No, I can't, but I just did because there should have been more. <laughs> just call the game fairly every fucking week. Call the game fairly every week. Call the shit you see. There's, I know there's going to be shit they're going to miss. But some of this play, dude, Dexter. His arm is his right arm is being held to his body. He's got the guys wrapped around it, so he reaches over with his other arm and blocks the pass, anyways. But there still should have been a flag thrown on that because it was a penalty. 
That was that was a sneaky good hold though. I ain't gonna lie, that was a sneaky good hold. That was really yeah, good. Absolutely. I was little. like, wow, I haven't seen one of those in a while. I watched three games today, and there was probably 18 to 20 penalties that weren't called in those games. I'm counting the Bears game too. So yeah. the referee thing, I, I just think there needs to be something done with it. This is just ridiculous. Where okay, yeah, we got all these calls for us today. Somebody got cheated somewhere in this league, and it happens every damn week continuously that a team gets screwed because oh, yeah. of the referee's mistakes every week. Absolutely. Illinois, Illinois had a uh, there was a blatant holding against them, and because Iowa is a top tier team and they're playing for stuff in the Big Ten, they just decided to pick that up and let it go, and everybody was screaming and yelling. Nobody could do anything about it, and it it. Again, it goes back to paying out who's betting what. I'm, I'm just saying, man, it's just that aspect has to end because I've seen I've, I'm sick of watching that for the last three fucking years, five years with these damn the damn referees. So so sorry, Walt. Go back to your the Scott shit. Oh, hold on. There we go. Sorry, a video just opened up and like blew in my ears. Okay. Uh where are we? Tyler Scott. Oh, there we go. I know. I didn't get a. I didn't get a real good look at the uh, fumble, but I did notice on that interception. I'm sorry, incomplete pass. Uh, oh. That he slowed down. Whether he stumbled, uh, whatever it was, he he slowed down and missed the pass by inches. Um, nobody, nobody touched him either, Peach. Yeah, I think you know when you know you you're looking up and you probably lose your balance because you're trying to find sight of the ball. So a little little jab step like that just threw the whole playoff. I mean, play of inches, game of inches. So it's, it was. It, I don't know, man. You got to run. You got to run because if he runs and doesn't take that step, the ball comes right into him. Yeah, I think I, I think he like kind of slowed down or something, thinking the ball, ball wasn't going to get there. Then he looked up and said, "Oh, here it is." So he, that's that's what it was, is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody okay. said he's used, he's used to Beijing throwing him the ball. <laughs> see, see, good point. Because was that him? Was that wasn't that him that had that was streaked down the field wide open and Beijing didn't bother to throw it to him? Was that him? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, so in that last game. Yeah, like, that could be very, very true. So he was I would, the clear I, I would not out. be surprised. He was the clear out going down the middle. That's where he was off to the middle. He was running a post. He See? was the clear out, but he was open. And, and whoever made that comment that that's probably what he was thinking, because he didn't get the ball last week when he did. That's probably why he slowed down. I don't know. You got to make that catch, dude. You're you're an NFL guy. You got to make that catch. Same with yeah. JJ and the and the picks. Yeah, we'll get to we'll definitely get to JJ soon. Uh, You know, Tyler Scott. I mean, that first ball hit him right in the chest. He had it and just flying away. You got the golden rules protect the football. Yeah, you know, we heard Justin say that. We've heard plenty of people say that across the league. Yeah, and the funnier part is, if this was Velas Jones Jr., we'd be pushing to get him cut off the team that very moment. So he's getting a little slack here, which I don't know if he actually deserves at this point. Well, not not for long. He might get it now, but it ain't going to be too long if he keeps pulling Bellis Jones on us. 
I mean, I, I think it was more so the fact that I, I gave him a pass, like myself personally, for the fumble. It happens. And then when you have your chance to redeem yourself with yep. the play later on in the game, you also right. fail at that. Yeah. So That's... now I know you guys were talking though, you're not really sure what happened. You go to the clip, you slow it down to about times twenty point twenty five. You can see he slows down twice. I think if he slows down once, he probably can still get enough speed to make it there. Absolutely. But when he goes to change direction on the route ever so slightly, maybe a couple inches over to the left, right. he ends up stepping too far over, and he loses all his momentum. He then again loses the ball, which everyone's talking about when he turns back, yeah. and loses another step. Start. So now you're, yeah, now you're what a centimeter, if not, out of range. You got to get better at that, you know, and that'll come in time. Yeah. But I'm not sure why he was the main go-to there. Either way. Right. Replace him with Amuni. Replace him with DJ Moore. Yeah, I, I love I love the the play, but they should have done that on like prior to that. They had a second and three, and they should have done that, and they didn't. They do it on a second and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't really understand what Luketsi does. I don't even know why he's still on the job at this moment. <laughs> that's I mean, that's what I'm getting should, at, man. It's, they should have just left his ass in Detroit, honestly. <laughs> Find your own way home. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Man. Absolutely. I, I was telling Walt earlier, you know, the guy they fired in Buffalo, they had offensive corner, they just fired in Buffalo. I says, I says, bring that fucking dude in here. He can't be any worse than Getsky. At least Buffalo was five 500. Yeah. Yeah, fucking guts, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to put my finger on it, man. I just can't figure out what Getsy's doing. Um, I mean, while there, it looked like he was doing okay. Then it's like, like I again told you guys, I'm like, I'm not okay. Enough of the read option. Just give a regular handoff, and let's see our big lineman make a hole. Because that 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 read option, like I said, Fields. Running the ball too much, man, and and the way he doesn't get penalty called on him, he's going to get cracked one good time, and there goes the season. Yeah, I mean, I know people are talking about the play itself here in the chat, and we only needed a first down, but at the same time, you have to look at it from the perspective of, I know this guy's fast, and he can definitely burn the field. So if he catches that ball, he's gone. Yeah, That theoretically could be a touchdown right there easily. Yeah. So t taking that ability to really, you know, I know you said, Foster, that he, they, they let off the gas. Like when you're stepping on the guy's neck, you go until it snaps. You don't just choke him out yep. and then walk away because he can come back and punch you in the face. Come back and stab you in the back. I mean, you let the dude up. If you got a guy down like that, you let him up on the street, at least here where I live, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be dead or in a fucking hospital. That's only that's only late, late at night, guys, too. It's not during the day. Man, false you. You're just a violent guy, there, buddy. I, I've, I've, I've been out there in the world, Peach. I know you have. I know you've been around, motherfucker. I mean, Bearsky, let's say the play, the play was designed for Tyler Scott. Let's say he was the the main option to go to on this. I, I don't know. I'm not the play caller. I wasn't there. I'm not in their heads. I'm not going to say either way. But let's just work on the, uh, you know, hypothetical that it, Tyler Scott was the guy for that play. And Justin Fields executed the play. He did. He did. That, that it should have just 
no matter what. The breaking, I don't know. It should have been caught, man. You gotta you gotta make that play, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, I mean, now, now, now was was PJ open on that play? Is that the play we're talking about where PJ was wide open on? Anybody I don't know? remember. I said that, but I don't know if that's the same play because I remember seeing him open a couple times when they didn't. Yeah, I mean, we all, we all know we all know Fields is a military guy, or his dad was at least. So you know, they kind of instill you to follow orders, which is part of my criticism of Justin Fields. Sometimes you just got to take over and be like, "No, I don't. I don't think what you're doing is correct." Uh, no, was I, a cop. Or was it a, somebody said somewhere he was a you know also a, somebody was a military brat somewhere? Oh really? Okay, I know or for maybe, sure he's a he was a cop though. I know that. Maybe it was a cop, and they just got confused when they said that. It could possibly be, but I mean either way, you know he's brought up to be like this is the authority figure. You listen to the authority figure. Yeah. You know, and nothing's wrong with that. I mean it's it's no. like I I think you know there's a there's a certain amount of rebelness, you know, you, you may want, but mm-hmm. yeah, I want the guy who can follow orders. And if the guy who's giving him the orders isn't, isn't giving him the right orders, we need to get rid of the guy who's giving him those bad orders. And hopefully at the end of this year, uh, changes can be made there, but I'm afraid that they may feel like, well, let's just throw out everything. And that's going to set us back on a rebuild which would be bad business because you got sweat who you just signed. So now you're, you, you, you're trying to rebuild and you got these guys on these big contracts. What are you going to try to do? Get rid of them now in order to try to match them up with a rookie contract for the quarterback that you're going to be drafting. To me, the best course of action, stick with fields because you're right there. You just got to get a better play caller some more defensive weapons and some more offensive weapons, and we're there. Mm-hmm. Bleeding obvious, but you're dead on, P, uh, PJ. You're dead on. I mean, we're, we've, we've got a ton of talent. You saw it today, man. You saw oh, yeah. it. Oh, man, I, I was impressed with that line, except for two plays. They two did plays. Their, they, they did their job. Yeah, today. yeah. That and line you can did see... their job. I mean, Fields had some time passing the ball, and he did Absolutely. a good job of stepping up in a pocket for the most part, except for that last play of the game. Uh, for the most part, he did a good job of stepping up in the park- pocket and throwing the ball. Only two bad plays I've seen was the one sack at the end of the game, which was desperation time anyway. But also Nate Davis, uh, number 54, I think, for the Lions. Blew past Nate Davis like he was standing still. He reminded me of uh, what was that guy back in the day? Uh, uh, begins with a, a web. <laughs> he reminded me of Webb. The guy just he was like a turnstile. I'm like, goodness gracious, <laughs> he went right past him, and uh, that's when Fields got sacked. All right, so uh, quickly, I, I do want to get to the, the video that Bearski's talking about here. Just a quick play of the um. The play we we're just talking about with Tyler Scott. So being completion to Tyler over. Yes, let me put that in there. Fields. Launches deep. So he's highlighting DJ Moore here around the 30 yard line. Yeah, because he's open. Scott out there. See, we yeah. you know that this you really don't know anything until the, they reveal what the play was, because we don't know if that was who he was supposed to be going to. I, I'm going to assume that he should have been going to DJ. 
He's your man. But He's was your he open though? Man. You got to get a first. He's your money man. Was he open though? Yes. He had an open spot. You know, if you go back and show it again, man, he, when he's crossing over, there's two defenders, but they're hanging off from eight, 10 yards, man. Yeah, he ball, and then he's got to fight three yards. And if he don't, it's third down. Uh-huh. That, was second and, that was second okay. and 15 or second and 13 or something like oh, that. Oh, it's a second down play. Okay. All right. I got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up for you again, PJ. I just wish they would have done that like two or two or three series earlier on second and three. Yeah. Right, okay. right there now. If he throws behind there. him, there's two defenders. Yeah, two defenders two right there. Yes. Yeah. You know, there was a window there. He had a window there to I get agree. the DJ okay. and let him create. I agree. Because he wasn't going to get the first down, but we needed to get six, seven, eight yards there. Touchdown would have been great. I see what he was trying to do, and I don't. I don't even blame him for that, man. Do you, you know if McMahon didn't make change the play at the line of scrimmage, you know how many plays would have been fucked up back in 1985? Seriously. No, but really, there, yeah. there, there were two options there. There was DJ Moore and there was Tyler Scott. He decided to go with Tyler Scott. Yep. Now, there, there was separation, too, when he's out. So if you're looking at it from his perspective, Tyler Scott is there. He's open. He's got the speed to get down the field to catch the ball. And he made a, a, you know, a mental miscalculation. Now, well, one James, of the things James Ford said, he said that that uh, not because I, I clicked on the ball oh, was okay. already gone by the time he broke open. But James, if you go back and look at it before he threw the ball, because they were crossing, he could have thrown him out of that. DJ was crossing, and there was a window there. He could have thrown him coming out of that cross, and and I'm not saying he was going to get the first down. But that would have been, a, you know, that that's probably the play they were trying to do. I don't know for sure, man. The coaches know, and and he, like you said too, Walt, he might have had one or two options on that. <coughs> he looked at that first read and went past it too quick because we bitch about him being so slow. You got to find that. You got to find that fine line. Like sometimes I think even Bajan reads shit too fast. If he waits another split second, he it could be a sack. But then the guy might be open. I. I I, I recorded every offensive play last week. I wish I would have done it this week. And I was going through them, and, and there was times I was like, man, if you would have waited a tick, you had this guy. If you would have waited a tick, you would have had this guy. I think like four, four times or something. But if I'm but not it's hard mistaken, when you're back there and guys are coming at you. If I'm not mistaken, I remember uh, hearing some type of criticism of Fields from for throwing the DJ too much and they say one of the things they liked about Bajan is he passes the ball around or spreads the ball around so I'm wondering if that's playing in his psyche about okay I'm not going to always look to DJ I want to look to these other guys and here I got uh, Tyler streaking down maybe I can throw it to him because there was a time there you know when Bajan first came on the scene that you know they was just thinking he was the greatest gift since uh, Joe Montana so everything he was doing was right. And then he was criticizing Fields or, oh, well, you know, he stares down uh, uh, DJ Moore all the time. He doesn't spread the ball around. Uh, Bajan does this and Bajan doing that. And it's so I'm wondering if those are the things he's hearing. So Can now he's. Can question, Peach? Go ahead. I'll ask everybody this. And I think I asked you this, Walt. So if I got a guy like DJ Moore. And he's open on every freaking pass play. I'm throwing it to him every fucking pass play. Would you? <laughs> to, to an extent. Except for, when, except for when he's on the sideline getting there. 
to an extent, yeah. But in this case, you have two options. And, you know, Fields can Fields trust his own arm. He knows what he can do. He knows he can throw the ball. He knows he can yeah. put it on, onto a dime down the field if he has to. And that, that's what he did right here. The ball, the ball was good. It was yeah. a good throw. Yeah. It's just, you know, the wide receiver, unfortunately, made some mistakes and didn't get there. Like even if you watch the, um, I think it was what Tony Romo was calling the Jets game today, right, with the Bills. Yeah, yeah. He was going on and on and on about how oh he threw the ball away, Josh Allen. That's the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I, I, I'm so I'm I'm sorry to bring this up because you know I I don't, I don't like to talk about this stuff, but let's check your internal racism at the door. You know, if if Josh Allen's in that same position, he makes he makes the same throw. Tyler Scott misses it. We'd be like, oh man, that was a great throw by Josh Allen. The fucking, you know, come on. I, I get that, what you're saying, but not not everybody's like that, dude. They're, that's 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 the minority at this point in time, I believe. It's more than I you get think, it. Man. I get what you're saying. I'll be just as hard on anybody who doesn't play the game decent. They gotta go, man. You know yeah. who I like today? That, that if if anybody would would were to ask me, oh man, who would you have Fields look at? As a, as a, you know, what's going on as the way they're playing right now, I would have them. I would say Dobbs out of Minnesota. I think they're they're pretty. There's they have a lot of similarities, and I, and I think Fields can be even better. But Dobbs is winning. Fields ain't. And Dobbs that's is on a better the team. That's because of the team and the coaching staff. Yeah, Dobbs on a better team. Did you see what he did in Arizona? Yeah, I did. I did because I, I've been I've had him on and off for fantasy because I know what's there. I'd always look at the matches and take one or two receivers that he had because nobody would take those guys because I was at the bottom of the barrel, man. I know. I, I, I checked his whole career out, dude. I mean, here's the thing, Bersky. It's not just a racist thing. People don't even know they're doing it half the time. It's just ingrained into their brain. They're going to physically do this without knowing they're doing it, if that makes sense. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, they're not they're not going out of their way to trash fields because of his skin color. It's just, just how they are. Everybody I just does don't, it. I just don't think everybody does it, man. Everybody does it, man. Be okay. naive to think that most uh, people don't. You, you may not even think you I don't. I don't feel that I do, man. I had a thing a, a few months ago on this show with somebody and said, they said, come on, man, you're white. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if I'm white or you're pink, dude. It has no bearing on the fact with this shit. And anybody that's doing it intentionally or not, they really need to look at themselves, maybe get some help. Because in this day and age, that kind of shit. I'm, I'm just so fucking sick of this racist shit. I'm totally sick of it. I mean, it, it's, all it's, fun, it's, it's, across, it's across the board, Foster. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get on this because it's a silly subject, and I only wanted to briefly bring it up, and I don't want to, you know, devote a whole show to it because, you know, feelings get hurt when that stuff happens. So I'm not gonna yeah, go down that road. I'm not gonna go down that road. I just, I, I have a hard time with that too because I just don't understand I, people, man. And, I don't and that's fine. It's there, man. It's there. It's all you got. I know do. it's there, dude. I see it fucking every day. All I gotta do is walk down a fucking block. Unfortunately, you know, it is there. Now, Cliff, it, it is kind of funny that you're talking about Dobbs being a rocket scientist. It, technically, yes, he does have a, a, a undergrad degree in um, aerospace engineering. I mean, I think they shoved it down our throats a little bit tonight. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's but if you dig deeper, he's not technically certified as a rocket scientist. So. <laughs> <laughs> That is well, the guy seems to be in a very good position at this time in all his affairs, yeah. man. Did, did you see the uh, you see the couple in the stands with their NASA outfit on and stuff with the Dobbs thing on it? They had, had literally had everything like NASA with their Minnesota scarves and it said Dobbs on it. 
they were drinking. I don't know what they were drinking, man, but it was funny. Yeah. I just did what? Mulberry. Oh, it, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Where were we? Okay, right, we're talking about Tyler Scott. You know, I think that's it. You just, you just made a mistake. It happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, bottom line is he just got to make. You know, he has to make that catch. I mean, the the pass was right there. I mean, we can debate yeah. about whether or not he could have thrown it to uh, DJ, but he threw it to Scott, who was open. Scott missed it. I mean, he uh, got. Stumbled up on his steps. He missed it. Yeah. I get it. And that's the end of it all. Yeah. Know? There's more to it than just that that caused the downfall of the game. It's just one talking point to you know, think over. Correct. You know, let's let's go over to the defensive side of the ball real quick. I know we touched on uh, Jalen Johnson earlier in the game, but um, let's see here. Do you think he's still worth top cornerback money like he wants? Top being, what, 20-something million? Yeah, let's go the range between twenty million to fifteen. You know, five in either direction. I could, I could see paying him fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. I'm not. I don't see paying him twenty. I think, if I remember correctly, that the, I think the tenth or ninth or tenth highest paid cornerback is getting about fifteen, and that's where I see him at around. That range, so I don't see him at the higher tier. Okay. What do you think, Foster? If he, if he had a pick or two today, like the ones that were in his hands, maybe maybe you uh, maybe you you look at. I, I said it. I said earlier. I don't know if you were here, Peach. What I said was, JJ's a very good cornerback, and he makes very good plays. Yeah. To get that fifth, that eighteen twenty million that the top guys are getting, those are great quarterback cornerbacks. They yeah. make great plays. Who's the, dude who's, got four, who's the dude who's got four pick sixes? He just got the fifth fourth tonight. I was watching the game. I just can't remember what game it was on. So sure. I'll answer it quickly. I, the guy I, for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that that, game, was real, that game was real boring. I wish they would have turned that one off too. But <laughs> when it's the Cowboys, whether it's against the Giants and it's boring or Panthers and it's boring, they, you got to watch that. But almost everybody else, they, they switch it. Seriously. Yeah. Well, we needed that win, but, so anyway, the, the Cowboys know, score points today, I don't I care. <laughs> but I, I, I say this with Jalen, man. He's in the 12 to $14 million range. Just compare him with all the other cornerbacks. Yeah. We, we do not need to pay this guy $16, $18, 20000000 million. That's, you know, I know it was short when he, when he went out there looking for a trade because he was looking for a trade to get traded and then to get this money. Yeah. And that's why he didn't get the trade. Because he's not worth the money. At least he hasn't shown it. Today, mm-hmm. today kind of showed it. Like I said, he made some good plays. He didn't make any great plays. Now, do not fault him. Russell missed some tackles, too. Him and Edmonds, same play. They missed the guy. Let him get out of bounds instead of stopping the clock. Yeah. I do not fault him for the touchdown, though. No. No. I, I, that I, touchdown I either, man. That, where uh, – was it Williamson? Is that his name? Williamson? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was on Eddie yeah. Jackson. You in cover two, you're yep. supposed to have that. I mean, Lance Briggs did a great job of explaining it. He was like, on that coverage when it's stacked like that, you're you got the field divided between one one safety half, the other half, 
Eddie has this half. So the guy been stacked. The cornerback takes the underneath guy, being Jalen Johnson takes the underneath guy. The over-the-top guy, the safety is supposed to get, and Eddie Jackson was caught looking in the backfield. Yep. And, and that was a great play on both ends by Goff and Williamson. You got to throw it all into context. I mean, they yeah, but I mean, if, in that predicament, man. Yeah, if you saw, I mean, but if, recover, in cover two like that, that's what I'm saying. You're supposed to have that top guy being the safety. Right. You got to have that top guy, so you can't be looking in the backfield. You got to stick with your guy and not let the guy get behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would look at it a little differently. I, I think it's on both men, both Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. To what you said, PJ, the, the first job was Eddie Jackson. He failed to do his. The second, though, it, like I said, you know, what you brought up earlier, if you want top cornerback money, you've got to start making top plays. And awareness is a big thing. you got to be able to anticipate that where I'm going to make this move and how. So both guys, I'm faulting both guys on that touchdown, not just Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson was pretty bad across the board. He had what, four tackles, but there was plenty of times where – He'd grab a guy, and the guy would just run away, and he's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know? But on that play, though, uh, for Walt. Good night, Bearski, Paul. Paulie, thanks for sending us clip and hanging out, dude. Sorry, Peach. He's, no he problem. Is, he's got a crash, dude. Good night there, uh, Bearski. Uh, on that Kids. play, we're talking about the touchdown, though. Um, there was a guy underneath. So Jalen's was first priority was him. So once he saw that the ball wasn't going to him, he tried to react to get back to Williamson. But he he was responsible for, I don't know if it was Amon St. Brown or whoever it was, that's who he was responsible for first. And by the time, you know, the ball is now thrown, now he's trying to get back there to where the ball is, but that's not his responsibility. And he wasn't fast enough to get there. That's the thing. He's not fast enough. The, yeah. the process wasn't there. You got to kind of slightly anticipate that, oh, you know, this is my guy. This is who I'm supposed to stay with. Yes, you are correct there. But at the same time, you have to be thinking 10 steps ahead. You know, we're playing chess here. We're not playing checkers. So right. if, if I'm the quarterback, that's that's my way of thinking. That's how I'm going to look at it. Well, how many guys got sucked to Amon Ra on that play? Three. Three were going to him, man. That, 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 helped, William, that helped the whole play. And I'm you said Eddie's looking in the backfield. He might be looking at him, too, out of the corner of his eye. Where's he going? Solely, Where's he going? And that part on Amon Ross isn't solely on Jalen Johnson, too. Like you said, if there's multiple guys on him, those other two also have to pick up the slack. Yes. It's, it's all yes. about layered defenses. So you have your your defensive line, your linebackers, and then your cornerbacks and your safeties, and they all kind of fall back into each other. So if something goes wrong, it goes back to back to back to back. And how do you get better at that? You got to play together and, and, and witness the plays and, and make the adjustments as time goes on. You'll get partially, smarter as time goes on, man. Partially it is continuity. Yes, you can't take that away. But it's also how you're trained and how you're yep. led to do certain things. So it, it starts at the top. I wanted to bring. Well, yeah. I wanted to bring just for a split second because I was looking at this guy yesterday going or Friday going, what the fuck? Anybody seen what Carson, DeAndre Houston Carson's been doing at Texas? He's been doing well. I looked at his numbers and I went, wow. Wow. I don't know how many interceptions he's got. He's got a few. 
But he's, he's yeah, playing he's every down there. Down man. One. Okay, I thought he had two or three. I must have looked at no. it wrong. These are the ages. Doesn't have, doesn't have any of his other stats, fast breakups. Mm, let's have a look here. He's got 16 tackles combined. That's not bad. One interception. That's about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean Carson was expendable. Carson was expendable. Let's put it that way. He was, but he's having a hell of a season. He is, man. He's got one one pass deflection so far in the last couple of games. Let's see what he's got total. Uh, two. I know what no. I know what I'm thinking. No one. Just they just he, like he didn't get any with Baltimore. They showed four or five plays of his. I, never mind. But he is. He's he's having a. You go back and pull up some of his film. He's having a great season with them, man. Yeah, he had the one. He had the one good game. You know, like uh, like you were saying, he got the seven tackles there, and even the Cardinals wasn't too bad with five. But I would I would mind having him as our uh, what is it, our fourth or fifth uh, safety. Absolutely, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I don't know. It's we needed him where... earlier in the year is what I meant when we had all these other problems, when, when we could have yeah. brought him back, and we didn't. Yeah, he could, he, could, he could have been useful there. I mean, in the grand scheme Absolutely. of things, he's, he's, what, four or five on the depth chart, like you said, PJ? Yeah. Not worth keeping around. I can find somebody he, else to fill in. He knows the team's been around. Oh, you I, know, I just a... wanted to throw it out there, and we don't even have to get into it. Mm -hmm. But he's having I'm, a good a, I'm partial to our drafted player, so – I I would I would gladly take him over that number thirty. I forgot I forgot his name. I think it was like number thirty nine. Which one, Harmon Johnson, the guy they got? Harmon. That's what I was thinking about. Harmon. Thirty seven. Is he thirty seven or thirty nine? Hicks is thirty seven. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, Harmon's not even on the team anymore. So. Yeah, he's gone, Peach. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, when I've seen that guy playing, I was like, man, we could have had DHC. So yeah, well, we were we were talking about it early in the season, man. When, when people yeah. were hurt and we were having problems, man, why not bring the DHC back? Yeah. And then I think I think somebody even said it. Well, he just signed with Houston, so yeah. we, we 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 missed that one. But yeah, I like him. I do. I, I like. DHC. I do too. I do too. I mean, I know he's no. World beater, but you can know you can get him on a minimum minimum contract. That's what all he ever signs anyway. So, but mm -hmm. yeah, and plus he's a drafted player by us. By all you means, see who, you see who else is doing having a, a darn good season. He plays on the 49ers. Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, San Francisco also has that safety I wanted us to draft. Uh, Jair Brown. He got yeah. an interception today. Did right? he? Yeah. I didn't even catch that because I just kept looking at the score going, okay, that Frisco's got that game. That's done. Yeah, he played with a played at Penn State with Brisker. So that's why we wanted us to draft him last year. I was keeping tabs on uh, Green Bay. Hold on. I got to run for a second, guys. Give me a minute here. All right, Foss. We'll be here. What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, you mean Hicks as in Akeem Hicks? Let's pick the yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I think he'll probably last maybe a quarter and a half, and then he get injured. I don't even know if he has the wind to do it anymore. Especially in this in the on on our defense. Yeah, our defense is uh, you know, those guys be uh having a run, so I don't know if he can uh, handle it. 
He was good while he was here, but injuries took his toll, and I don't see it. Yeah. All right, Cornelius, you take it easy, man. Oh, damn. I don't know. It was just a tough game. Like, yeah. it was really exciting to start, and we were going really good, and then it just it reminded uh, me of it reminded me of the Denver game. A bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you can't win games. I mean, with defense giving up twenty nine points, you know, twenty eight points, whatever you want to call it. Take the safety away. That doesn't even matter. Right. You know, it, it, nope. I I, I got to jump on Darnell right here for this one, man. <clears throat> Fall on the goddamn ball. I mean, your big ass isn't gonna bend down and catch it. Just fall on the goddamn thing. Let's be real. Don't kick it into the end zone like a moron. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he purposely kicked it. I think it I, was I'm, an accident. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he didn't purposely kick it. You know, he made Are a mistake. Sure? And it just, it just, it just happened to go. You know where it did. But your first instinct, man, if you bend down and can't get it, just keep going forward. <laughs> well, he didn't want to give up the touchdown. Yeah, but you're still around the five yard line. You could make something happen there. Yeah, yeah, you got to at least give it a shot. It, it's great at them all, but that is a question. Know. Good question that uh, Sports Chicago style asks. That's Trip R, dude. Yeah, no, I was actually just about to bring that up. Me too. Because I, 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 I literally, that's Triple R, dude. What's up, Triple R? So when I saw it, and we talked about this on the phone, Walt, because hmm. I think you even asked me what it was, was so. I'm watching it, and I'm standing like three feet from I got the 55-inch, and I'm standing there looking at this going, and Braxton's running up the field, and he turns around, and he goes, I can't fucking see. I heard I it. Everybody, it. Everybody in the country heard it. That's what he yeah. said. Was it because so, – did he have a – No, well, he here, this was another penalty they didn't call. Hands to the face. He got stuck oh, in the eye. Okay, another penalty okay. they didn't call. Okay. Not, that happened like – Two or three times to Kevin and him. Between him, it was three times on that side of the line that I saw hands to the face. Now, we did it once. Or, I think Sweat got away with it once, too. That should have been a penalty, but I'm, I'm just saying. You got to call I'm, them all and be fair. I know when the play before before that, when Field ran out of bounds or something and got hit by the, I don't know the guy's name, linebacker, I think number 34 with the long blonde hair. Him yeah, and uh, him and though. him and Braxton Jones had words then, and then that next play, I don't know what happened, but that's when I heard, you know, that's when he said, "I can't see." So I don't know if it was something going on with those two again or not. It was Hands just a really weird exchange. Yeah. yeah. Hands to the face, man. And so, you know, Hands he, got, he, he got stuck in the eye. Maybe he's got a weird shield, dude. And even still, it was. It was interesting that, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really listening to the Flues press conference when it got played the first time. Did anyone address that at all? Or did they just kind of gloss over it? I don't I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Mo Beerman's got it right. Lyman should wear shields. I, I think that's not a bad idea at all. You know, even in, even in college, they're having to wear knee braces now if they want to, just to you know save wear and tear. Why not a visor? Absolutely. Yeah. Then you don't you don't have that whole scenario that was going on there with that. That was a distraction. 
Uh, I believe Borum came in for a play or two and there was no issues, but. True. Now, there was an issue with uh, Feeney snapping the ball when he first came in. Yeah. Not his snaps, but snapping it on time. Yeah. The the count that Fields wanted the ball on. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like after they went to the sideline, they must have got it worked out somehow. Because yeah. didn't see no more issue with it. Yeah, because it was interesting yeah. to watch. He was sitting there clapping his hands, telling him to hurry the fuck up, let's go. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think yeah. he gave him the benefit of the doubt the first time, and then the the same thing happened last time because he did it twice. The next play, he's sitting there like, "Hey, let's go, let's go." And yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I think that threw off because we ended up putting on that series, I believe. Seemed like that threw us off to where you know we was we got out of rhythm. And that brought up about some hiccups for us. Yep. Yep. I, I, we didn't, I, before we turned to this, I wanted to bring up, because you were talking about the play with Fields going to the sideline and uh, can't get a, he can't get a penalty for shit because there was two plays where he slid. And on the first one, two guys hit him when he was already sliding on the ground. They just rolled over him like it was nothing. And he looks at the umpire and the umpire does nothing. But that happened twice today. So that's the Jim, kind of that one's really pissing me off. The guy, everybody else gets these fucking roughing the quarterback penalties, but not Fields, man. He gets so really, left and right on those. The one that, that really, I'm sorry, go ahead, Walt. No, I just want to clarification. You're talking about the one where he's slid right near the end zone, and then the guy rolled on top of him afterwards. Two guys. He got hit, and then the, the other two, guy the two rolled guys, on him. But that's the yeah. player, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, to, to an extent, I mean, those guys were kind of already in the middle of their maneuvers, I so agree. to speak. So I, I can't really like I, I'll I'll give him a pass on that one. There really isn't anything you can do. Gravity is just going to take over at I, that point. I nor I normally would too, but I'm just so sick of him never getting it. How many times just, have you seen him get helmet to helmet? I've seen him at least two or three times, at least two twice this year, helmet to helmet, when he's sliding and no fucking penalty. I would disagree though. I Go think ahead. when that one where he was sliding going to the end zone, the guy who I got the the ones in front of him, I don't have a problem with. It's the guy that's behind him who that hits came him. Came in on an angle. Yeah. From behind. He came from that's behind. the guy I'm talking about because he's the one who rolled over him. There yeah. was no need to hit for him to and even he, touch him. And he him. led with his forearm when he came in. There was that's just no need for him to even touch him. He should have yeah. never touched fields at all. I'm like, you you coming from behind, you see him going down, you have no reason. You could have just ran to the side. But he led with his forearm, too, if you guys ever get a chance to look at that play again. I will be. I'll be looking at it all Tuesday. Every like, heavily. Oh, sure I'll be looking will. at every fucking thing Tuesday night, dude. Guarantee it. They do it every Tuesday. Yeah. No, I mean, to, to your guys' point, like, yes, there are a lot of uncalled hits. And the problem with a lot of the rules in the NFL is they're subjective. And we don't have full-time referees which I think is a disservice to every player on that field. Absolutely. We, we, every we can every do player and every fan, Walt. Yeah. Anybody that we, gambles especially. Sorry, but I we, had to we say can, that. We can do a whole show on that. That's a whole other topic in and yep. of itself. But one thing they need to do is they have to bring in referees. And I know one time I think I was watching the Barroom Network. I forget what show it was. Maybe it was a Greg Gabriel one. But Aldo made a comment saying that, you know, these guys, each team, referee team has their own personality. And that kind of it was. I was like, that shouldn't be the case. True. Every referee team should be exactly the same, so you have no impartial judgment, so to speak. And, yeah. and that, that's why we need to clear. Like, we need to have 
100% transparency on these rules. None of this like, well, it, it might be this way, but he sees this a little different. Like, these are rules. They're not, uh, you know, I'm just going to be like, well, I feel like doing this today. Yep. You know? Consistency. That's all I've ever asked for. Even if it's bad yeah. consistency, give me fucking consistency. Yeah. And I think one thing, that'll one thing that'll definitely help is these guys are going to be there permanently. Even during the week, you can justify a referee salary by having trainings. Um, yep. I don't know, a whole bunch of things. Going like, over game film, showing them, okay, you see this call? We made a mistake here, guy. We don't want to do this again. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. like that. There's there's plenty of things you can get them to do to get their 40 hours a week. Exactly. But and, it's 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 the NFL. They got to have these certain people because these these rich people or whatever, whatever they are, I'm going off the, in the wrong way here. But we got to have these people for whatever fucking reason. Maybe it's to fix fucking games and not call plays. I'm sorry. I got to say it, dude. Just so no. fed up with this shit. That shit. Listen, nothing wrong with saying <laughs> that at all. I mean, there's definitely, you know, a few people that think like, are you really playing this bad or is somebody play, paying you to play this bad? Because this story doesn't make sense. But I mean, even something that you need to give coaches recourse to defend themselves against these referees if you're not going to train them properly. You know, even if it's just something simple as uh, you have now have a one purple flag, you can use it once per quarter, so you get two a game, and you could challenge the ruling of the referee on a penalty. Yeah, I don't think they want to open that can of worms up. They don't, you know? but they should have somebody looking at every damn play yeah. of every game. Yeah, let's say it goes to an impartial judge like a third enough. party. That's, that's well, there at, at, at the game, not, not like in a fucking booth 100 miles away. It, it don't even matter where they are as long as the second that plays over. They've got 15, 10, 15 seconds to look at that play, and they ought to be able to do it with the technology we got today. You would think. We could, we could, predict, the, we could predict the percentage of what plays are going to be good, bad, a touchdown percentage, but we can't figure out where the ball is in a pileup. <laughs> Maybe take the overhead cam. I don't know. It just fuck. I gotta well, stop. No, they, they, I gotta get off the reps because I get pissed about them. Amazon has even said that we have sensors in their helmets and their their shoulder pads that tell us all this information about how to predict injuries better and all this thing. And then the next thing, you couldn't put something in the ball, or even something as simple as uh, you know a chip they use for um, you know like the road races. It's just a flat piece that goes on the back of the bib, and it, it tells you a whole lot of shit. Well, be, Amazon will be running the league in 10 years because they're going to have every game and you're going to have to pay for it and they're going to do all their own shit. Watch. You're just in a good mood tonight there, aren't you, false? <laughs> I'm not. And it's not just the Bears game, man. Everything's breaking again today. Fucking dryer, the car. I won't even know. Ah. You sounded like I was. What was that, uh, that Thursday night game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right here, but they need to be held accountable, and right now they're not. But we won that piece of shit game. We should have won this game. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's it's just. I, I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm, I'm gonna throw everything back in the garbage, and I want to go back to that third and five before we kick the field goal. If you look at that play, they come up to the line. There's at least seven guys in the box, and I believe the chief, the safety's cheating in on one side. So there's eight guys in the box, and and the, he basically told me when they ran that play, and it was to Herbert right up the middle, between the guard and the center, to where everybody's at, 
that we're just going to settle for a field goal. That pissed me. That's when I texted you guys. We just lost this game. That's when I sent the text right after that play. As the field goal unit was coming out to, to attempt the kick. Because I said, man, you're, you're, you're playing not to lose. You're scared to even try uh, a slant or a bubble screen to DJ to get five fucking yards. You're willing to just take this field goal. You're going to lose the game for us with that play. And it happened. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yeah. And, and, and here quickly, people yeah. said that? We're going to lose. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't say we're going to lose to the bitter end. You know, I know I'm not alone thinking that. Saying no, you're definitely. It, but I know I'm not alone thinking it. You're definitely not. You're definitely not. But, you know, here, Bear, I, I think it's anything you're right on the money there. Hit them in their pockets. Hit them where it hurts. We got, we got uh, food preparation and uh, shit for Thanksgiving going on in the chat. Trips is just talking <laughs> all about food the whole fucking time now. Well, to preserve your food better, make it make it stored for longer. Use this. <laughs> so my. My question is, with the uh, hair bear suggestion, do you make it public? Yes. You, you make it public the fines yes. that the refs get. Okay. You, you're you're public with the most of the fines that the NFL players get. Why not the referees? Absolutely. That okay. the dude on Denver is going to get a big fine, man. I don't know how they let that go when he forced the fumble on Dobbs. Because he put his it. head down. He put his head down. And Rab right ran right into Dobbs' chest. Oh, they showed the replay three times, man. Proud Literally, like that should have been a penalty on him, and and Minnesota should have had a first down or a fifteen yard penalty. That's what should have been called on that. Instead, Denver got to keep the ball. I hope they, they I hope they do something about that because it was blatantly obvious. You saw him in slow mo put his head down and drive right into his chest. That is totally illegal. But nothing was called again. I keep going back to the refs. I got to stay away from men. Well, you got any more bullet points before I lose my fucking mind? Well, I didn't make a banner for this one, but the whole subject of the video is the black cloud known as Luke Getzi that's just hovering over this team, right? What do you think? And I'm asking the chat, too. I want to hear what they have to say. What do you think that the Bears organization, and that's top to bottom, McCaskey's, Poles, Warren, need to see to remove this man? I, let's uh, let's forget Matt Eberflus for the moment. I don't because, think I don't think they will remove him in the season. Why not? I think because they don't. For one, they don't have nobody ready, readily available to take over. Uh, for two, I don't remember them ever firing a coordinator in the middle of the season. Okay. I mean, uh, hold on, PJ. Before I, I don't I don't I don't interrupt you, but uh, just for Cliff here. It's more so what do they need to the organization itself needs to see from its coaches to make that move. That that's what I'm asking there. Sorry, PJ, go ahead. Because I mean if you fire Getsy, you don't have nobody the I'm trying to think of the name of the uh quarterback coach. Uh Jericho. Janoko. I don't think he ever he has ever called plays. So you don't have anyone in the building to uh, take that over. And to my knowledge, I don't remember ever re- firing a uh, coach in the middle of a season. No, that's that's the one thing they pride themselves on, that they don't fire midseason. 
And it, it's to the point where, like, yes, he's never done this before. First time for everything, though. On both. Agree. Firing midseason and calling the plays. You can't get any worse right now. You know, we had a 12-point oh, lead with four minutes left. You know, we, we should have been fine. But, right. you know, I mean, this wasn't totally on the offense that that lost there. You know, he played not to lose. He's when too predictable. not to lose, you lose. And Whoa. this this pattern here has been repeated over and over and over and over and over again. You don't need to see any more at this point. Fuck the rebuild. I don't give a shit if it's a rebuild or if it's anything else. If it's it's a Super Bowl caliber team. If the Chiefs are on, this is the same thing. If the Chiefs, if this was the Chiefs and this offensive coordinator was doing that shit, I throw his ass out too. It's they, done. They and I've seen all. I've it. seen all I need to see. No, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. It doesn't matter if it's a rebuild or a Super Bowl team. If, if this man is doing this, he needs to leave. Go. I mean, I think if if it was a different organization, yeah, he would have gotten replaced. But look, look at the look at the Raiders. Look at the Bills. But the Raiders are known for that. I mean, Raiders yeah. just did it. I mean, Raiders seem like they do it every every so often. Just but, but, but still, it needs making, to be done. They take it, action. It, it has to be done at this point. You need to make a change. Otherwise, you're smacking the players in the face. You're smacking the fans in the face that spend hundreds of dollars in tickets to come see you put on that piece of shit on the field. And Triple I's well, answer is buttermilk pancakes, French toast, or waffles. Well, I mean, I guess that works. <laughs> I, I, think, I think what they will, will fall back on is, well... Look at it. He was calling a good play, game plan in the first half. That what they would say before them making this drastic change for them, because again, never done it before. So it'd be a drastic change for them. Uh, they can't then justify it because he called a good game plan in the first half. Same way in the Denver game. It's like he has. I agree with you. He has dropped the ball. Come to second half he got too conservative and didn't right make the right play calls come the second half fourth quarter but the overall thing is well you know he was he was calling a good play we just need to fix this part i'm thinking from their point of view i'm not saying i'm agreeing with it but that's why i don't think they will fire him i'm afraid that what they're going to do is state this this is a young team this, they're going to state this. This is what they're going to come out with as an organization. This is a young team. Everybody's pretty much relatively new in the last two years, two seasons. Because that's fact. There's 10 guys left from the prior year before they mm-hmm. uh, uh, Poles and Flues got in here. So these guys, this is a young team. This is young coaching staff outside of our head coach. So we're going to keep them all together so they can learn together how to win games. That's what learn I'm what, Bebe? Bad. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that everybody's going to be back next year, on the coaching staff. Yeah, that they're not going to get rid of anybody. I, I mean, uh-huh. this, is a this is a rebuild, guys. Let, let's we, put football we, aside. We, at we, this point. we want these guys all to grow together. This is for long-term development. They're going to make a lot of mistakes, but we're going to let them make the mistakes, and you, the fans, got to pay for it. Let's look at it from it before. outside of perspective. How many times in the seventies? We suck last year. Yeah, I know, but we're going to keep this guy two more fucking years. We've done it. You know, let, let's go outside of football for a minute, and let's just say John Q. Taxpayer is his job. If you're this bad at your job, you don't have a job anymore. 
Not if you work for Chicago, the city wow. of Chicago. You know, every I'll, motherfucker that I know there. Okay. My wife made a great comment to me. She goes, "If I was as bad in my job to this point, I'd be fired. I'd be blacklisted, so I couldn't get a job anywhere else." And they wouldn't give a shit. There'd be no handholding along the way. You've given this guy six miles of rope at this point. You need to rein it in. And I know uh, Cliff Victoria said the Bears players haven't get up. That's true. They're playing, you know, with they're playing they're, they're playing for themselves at this point. And do you want them to be like, well, you know, guys, you're playing hard here, but we're gonna keep saddling with this. If anything, polls, you come in on Monday morning, and be like, guys, I have so much respect for you. I'm not gonna put you through this shit anymore. You have to trust me though, as as general manager. Like, I'm gonna put you with the best coaches available to win games. Right now, this guy isn't it. So instead of subjecting you to this crap any longer, we're going to move on. Sorry, not sorry. Thank you for your service, Luke Getze. Get the fuck out. And you know what? Who cares who's calling the plays at this point if they've never done it before? Does that mean they, does that mean they can't do that? It's not mutually exclusive. No. I just see. I, I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, you make valid points. I mean, you really do, but I just don't then, see it happening. Then, 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 PJ, we deserve to be the joke of the NFL, though. Because we are. We are. Yeah. We've earned it. We deserve it. that title. Everyone's sitting there crapping on the Bears, being like, well, you know, they, they suck. And, you know, I defend them every day to people. Every fucking day. You know, you know who and called even, me tonight, guy? Sorry, Walt, go ahead. You know, Fluce included. And it's a whole other ball wax to talk about Fluce. You know, maybe we'll do a whole thing about this. And, and yes, you know, um, Sports uh, Chicago style. He's not ready. He's uh, he's over his head, and he's sinking. At this point, he's sinking further into perdition. And why are we going to put our our fans and our team through all this? What do you have to gain from doing that? Oh, they're going to play longer together, so eventually they'll be better. No, they're just going to be bad. You are instilling bad habits in your young players, Fields included. He's gaining bad habits from this too. Everyone is. Do you, I mean, you want to win Super Bowls, right? You want to win championships. You want to bring money into the city. You want to bring players to your team when free agency comes up. They're gonna look at you and be like, "I don't want to play for this idiot. He's gonna fucking sink me too. Why? Why am I gonna put myself through that?" I mean, any way, any way you twist this, you can't sell me on Getsy at all. I don't do care you... what mental gymnastics you have to do. No. Do you think they're worried about Justin having to be exposed to what would be his third offense in four years? I do. Personally, that, I, I feel why, it's a crock. I, 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 I feel they do. That's that's why they'll let this ride another year. They, 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 got, they got tons of options with these picks here. And my other thought was, Wow, so I guess we really do want the first two picks in the draft. But, you know, that's just insanity talking at the time because that's where they're headed. But my question, my, my whole thing when I thought about this show early today, I kept just asking myself because Walt's like, what, what should we call the show? And I'm like, finally, because I'm, I'm asking myself all these questions. Okay, what's a good name? But then I keep going, well, what's it going to take? I kept asking myself, what's it going to take to write this shit? What's, what's it going to take? To, to correct these errors, what's it's gonna? What is it gonna take to get a few more guys in here that are gonna be able to help this team? 
and not not like in two years from now, like now, next season. That's pending in free I wanted agency. To, to, to pled to eh, to to give all these comments. I had a bunch of stuff written down, and I'm I'm so mad at myself because I left it because I wanted to address. I okay. had like five questions that I wanted to ask. Uh, Coles and Mr. McCaskey. And I'm going to bring those for Thursday, man, because I, I, I want to ask those questions. Thursday I next week. I could remember the damn things. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I'll forget in there. Well, quickly, we do want to let you all know, since you're here, you know, the regulars, there is no show this Thursday for Thanksgiving. We failed to do that last night. That's our fault. So, sorry. <laughs> You'll have to view it out as one Thursday this month. Now, we are discussing possibly doing something Wednesday night, just as a nice, you know, gesture to you guys and happy Thanksgiving and all that shit. So, but we'll let you know. And that's uh, when we can talk about your food there, uh, Triple R and Cliff. You can talk about your food then there, guys. I'll just play it. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll have a whole food segment, you know, maybe some menu ideas or something. We'll, we'll make a good fun, uh, you know, day out. But... Sounds well, like a really good idea, have... actually. We're going to have uh, Eric Kramer on. Yeah, Eric Kramer is coming Eric the next Eric show. Eric so. going to join us Thursday, a uh, week from Thursday, guys. So that ought to be a good show. Yeah, go out and buy his book. Now, Hair Bear says uh, now his Thursday is blown. I don't remember seeing you in the chat last Thursday, or, uh, Hair Bear. Where were you? You know, I'll be looking for you. You're my guy, man. So, but to go back to your. Uh, your proposition there, Foster. Do I think it's going to be a big deal if he's in another offense? Not really. Maybe we can actually build this around Justin Fields instead of trying to shove Justin Fields into, uh, you know, up, you know, this this image of what we want him to be than more than what he is. You know, because that's the that's the hallmark of a good coach. The hallmark of a good coach is he can take a player and exemplify his strengths. It's a bad coach or a bad leader. That's going to be like, you need to follow my way no matter what. We already you know, had one of those. Yeah, we don't need that again. I mean, to this point, like I said, it's all about patterns. It's, it's how I make all my decisions. Everything's based on patterns. And in every game, you know, we're, we're in it, we're winning. And then we go into a turtle show and we call 12 run plays in a row. Like, yeah, that's working, guys. But you're not scoring any points. You're taking time off the clock, which is okay, I guess. You know, the other team doesn't get that, but you're not getting anywhere in terms of the overall score of the game. You get one more touchdown there in the end of the game. That game's over with. Put it to bed. We're going home victors. If you're like, nope, I'm going to go run the ball first first down. Okay, fine. I can get behind that. I'm going to run the ball again second down. Why'd you do that? Now you're on third down. You're third and five, and you have to throw because you're not going to get five yards. And you miss the ball. That you know, Tyler Scott misses his play. You know, if that happens somewhere else, or DJ Moore, whomever, Mooney, whatever the receiver is, misses the play. What do you do now? You got to punt the ball away. So you yeah. took five minutes off the clock. Big fucking deal. But now the other team all come down and score once, and the game's over. <laughs> they took they took like seven and a half minutes on nine running plays off the clock, and when it counted, that third and five I keep bitching about, they ran it again. A first down there would have taken another minute off the play clock. Even if they had to take the field goal after that, there would not have been time enough for them to get the last touchdown. 
I could throw all the other shit in the garbage, the referees, all the mistakes all day, but they have no guts to just run that ball up the middle when you've got these guys done and then let it skate by you. And then to play that crap ass fucking, let's just give them nine yards on every pass defense. You had a pretty good defense. Yeah. It always fails. Always. 98% of the time. I'm making that up, but it sure seems like it. Except for, except for teams like, you got these teams with these great defenses. Those are the teams that can get away with it. The elite defenses. We don't have one. We're not there yet. So you can't play that game because you don't have the personnel to do it. You know, when I was watching the game, the defense part, I I really became convinced that Ndokwe will not be here next year. Yeah, no, I don't think so. He, I, mean, I know we had I know we had to spend the money, so I get that yeah. point, but right. he hasn't really done anything. Yeah. Just, just like we said before, earlier we asked this question when we got him. Okay, is he going to be a guy or is he going to be a placeholder? And we got our answer. He's yeah, he's – I can accept he that. He may not reach his uh, normal seven sacks or eight sacks, whatever he normally gets. He may not even reach that this year because I'm telling you, he's not winning his one-on-ones very often. No, I mean, and I, there was a bunch of a couple plays where I was going, man, you guys got to do something because there's two guys on Sweat and two guys on Billings. You other two guys got to make a fucking play. Yeah, that happened three or four times, and they didn't make the plays. Matter of fact, Sweat broke through on one of them. Two guys were on it. Thank God it was a tight end and the and the, the the left tackle, or he might have had a problem if it was a guard and the tackle, because he was I mean, able was, to kind of throw the. But I was gonna say there was one good play there that really summed up Yannick and Gakwe this season. He ended up, you know, play went off, goes straight in like he normally does. Decides to end up backing up and going around the two defenders and going through a hole there, and just whiffs on an open sack. That's just yeah. that's just him this year. If that doesn't like exemplify everything that's going on with Yannick Ngakwe in the moment, I don't know what will. I tell you what. I mean, I may be in a minority once again, but Chase Young, I would make a priority. Yeah, another him. sack today. Oh, man. No, Peach. Peach, now, now I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Because he is going to be a free agent. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The question is, are we going to be – if we just paid Sweat 24, what do you think we're going to have to pay him? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. So, you know, now now you're probably looking at 28, 30? No. It's, it's, uh, he's not worth $30 million. You, okay, 20 – He's got, if Sweat's getting 24 and Chase's numbers are better at the end of the year and they're going to be because he's on a much better team. What are you going to have to pay him a year to bring him to the Bears? Because 24 probably ain't going to cut it. Probably not going to cut it. Well, you'll portion. probably get you'll probably start somewhere around 24. Maybe That's a starting. million or two in either direction. Now you and then he's just going to point account. at Sweat and go, my numbers are better, dude. But then you need to point at his his uh, injury history, though. That exactly. too. He'd be so. like, fine. You know, you also got to take into account his, his friendship with Justin Fields, so that may work to our advantage in some way. As well as and he is a good buddy of Sweats; they're really tight. Yeah, yeah. So you have those two 
um, you know, things right there working for you in terms of negotiating. Now that but, might but actually. That, that's why Washington, like like Cliff even said in there, that's kind of why Washington let them go. Because they see the thing there though is Cliff, they had four guys they're paying, man. They already they already locked their defensive tackles up to big contracts. That's yeah. why they're both gone. We don't really have that problem because we got billings and, and rookies. So and and some veterans under the veteran veteran deals. So it's, it's probably feasible, Pete. Just asking how much competition is going to be for him. <coughs> you know, that that's a really tough call. You know, the draft isn't overloaded with defensive ends like it was Weak last draft. year. Weak yeah. draft. It's got some good guys, you know, but we're missing a, you know, missing like a real big stud like a Will Anderson. I mean, you have Jared Verse, who's very nice, <coughs> and Dallas Turner, and, you know, uh, Lateo out of UCLA. I mean, there's some injury. Bob Robinson. And yeah, and like all those. All those guys that could be good. Yeah. But yeah. I'll double dip. Them? I would double dip. I would uh sign Chase and free agency and draft uh Jared Verse. I w- I'd get behind that. Because you can have uh, Jared uh, Verse learn. Absolutely, because you you you're you're only signed like you signed sweat for four years, and the reason you got him for four years because you need to develop the guy that's gonna replace him. And that's that goes with everybody as you go down the line at a certain point. Yeah. Guys get 28, 29, 30 years old. You better have the replacement ready because you don't know when you're gonna need them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, I, I believe that's that's what Poles is trying to do. I mean, the, the good teams do it. Mm-hmm. The great teams do it, I should say. I think he can ready for this same, stuff. The same category as Miles Murphy. Or Miles Murphy, great talent in college, is now buried in the draft uh, depth chart behind yeah. guys like Hubbard and um, you know, a couple other guys. So yeah, what's going to happen in two Patty. years, Walt? What's going to yeah. happen within two years? He's going to be ready. He's going to kill it. Yeah, he very, my opinion. very well could be. I mean, I think he can do fairly well now in like a secondary rotation and not be so far back. Right. But, you know. It's it's a rookie season. You see where they make the changes next year. You, you watch. He'll move up. To answer to answer Cliff Victoria, he says Jared Verse or Marvin Harris Jr. I say both. Both. Mm-hmm. Both. Both. Go, you're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. first. And then uh, with the uh, later on pick, you get Jared Verse. Now, if you really want to pontificate, <laughs> let's say uh, Arizona <laughs> wants to trade for the first. Dan's here. Don't let him hear that. He, they they want to <laughs> trade for the first overall pick if we had yeah. it. And I give up. And give up both of their first round draft choices. Then we could have three. And with three first round draft picks, I would take Marvin Harrison, Jared Verse, and an offensive tackle. That's just me. Do you need an offensive tackle, though? Because I, I don't know. Who wrote, they're, they're both doing okay. Who wrote both on the screen? Did somebody write that one of you guys? Me. Me. I okay. Did. Thank God. I thought it was P, uh, Dan. Dan. No, no, he said he had the text saying he was, he was shutting his phone off because the score was on there and he didn't watch the game yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I did. I mean, I, go ahead, Pete. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, no, I was just going to address um, possibly going with uh, Connor Williams at center. Yeah, that is a possibility, too. You know, I know um, who'd be having the show two weeks ago? God, what's his name? Nick. 
He did a video yeah. on that talking about a couple guys we can go for free agency. It was Connor Williams and Van Pran. Um, Van Pran. Somebody else. It was three guys, I thought he said. He also talked about possibly getting Wilkinson too, that defensive tackle. Yeah, out of oh, Miami. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's the only one I really couldn't get behind. You know, we got good defensive tackles coming up. And if you let Justin Jones go, I mean, I honestly feel like Dexter can slot right in his position right now. We don't, and if you if you're really worried about defensive tackle and want to get one, crap one in the draft, man. The defensive tackles aren't. There's no stud defensive tackle right now outside of maybe Newton, out of Illinois. Yeah. yeah. You can get yeah. a guy like uh, Mason Smith or even uh, uh, Jonathan Wingo, both out of uh, LSU. Honestly, I'd go for both somehow, but that would involve trading back to make that happen. And do I really want to do that? Uh, it really depends. It really depends. I don't want I, my center. I did a mock, Peach. Oh, sorry. I don't want my center to be six foot six. That to me is too tall for my center. Seeing as though my quarterback's only six foot three. Um, I, I'm. I mean, it's not a over overly concerned, but having tall centers like that, I'm worried about the ball hitting them in the back of the head and passes getting deflected. So I think Connor Williams is six foot six. If I'm not mistaken, somewhere in that range, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, uh, definitely some stuff there. I mean, maybe even look at some of the lesser quarterbacks in the draft if you really want to go that way. I, I wouldn't do it till you know a later round. I wouldn't even do it at all because no, no. I mean, I mean that that both. I wouldn't touch them. But let's I mean, say you want to bring somebody in. Yeah, I mean, because if you if you if you sold on fields and then you're you still have Bajan bringing in the third quarterback I mean if I have other holes I'll fill the other holes I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you, exactly you could, you could maybe look at a, a quarterback next year because Bajan's deal is short but he should be able to hang around there's no reason he shouldn't be able to hang around as a backup on this team for a while man yeah you know it's something maybe I'd look at it as you keep Bajan as in Peterman's slot as the third quarterback. Keep a, a secondary quarterback behind Fields. And uh oh, now you're talking blasphemy there. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And then you just have him, and then you know if Fields works out, great. I mean, that that way you're not going after a top flight uh, quarterback. You know, like a first round quarterback. I'm talking like late in the draft kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But do we even have any late round? Draft picks? Didn't we trade them all away? Yeah, we don't have them. Yeah, we'll, uh, 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 we're we're done after the fifth round, right? Yep. You, you, you never know what Ryan polls. We, we will, we'll have more picks. I, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I, I just the guy's not gonna. We're not gonna have six picks in this draft. Is that what it is? Six or is it seven? Six, maybe. Two in the first. Six. None in the yeah, second. One in the third. Two in the fourth. One it's in the six. I'm fifth. I'm looking at the mock I just did, which I never do one until the day after Christmas. You'd like my mock draft, Peach. What you got? You guys want to hear it? Let me, let me hear it. Yeah, go ahead, Foster. So I, I took number one and traded with the Cardinals for pick four, hoping would get Marvin Harrison Jr. But I had another wide receiver that we would have got. He's gonna. Pro I can't remember his name. If I said it, you guys would know it. Well, so what uh, happened was because because New England jumped up and the Giants jumped up, so it was the Cardinals, the Giants, New England, and then the Bears. 
they, they didn't take receivers. The Giants ended up taking uh, um, quarterback. So we had so in your mock, we had the first pick. You say we had the first pick. I traded it with the Cardinals for the fourth pick, and I ended up taking Marvin Harrison with the fourth pick. Uh, traded the fifth pick for the fourteenth pick. I'm picking up a bunch of other picks with these, obviously. Okay. Went from five to fourteen, and verse went thirteen. So I took Chop Robinson at the edge for pick fourteen. Then I get down to twenty, which this is one of the picks that we got from the Cardinals, and Jazar Newton was available. So I took Jazar Newton, defensive. And that's tackle. the guy out of Illinois. That's the guy out of Illinois. Then we've got the thirty-fifth pick because that was part of the trade with the Cardinals. We didn't get; we only got their first next year. They didn't give us any other picks. They gave most of the picks this season. Then I took uh, Cooper. Beebe, a, a guard out of Kansas State. You familiar with him, Walt? Any of you guys know? Sounds familiar. I've seen the name. Yeah, he's 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 up there on the. He's going to be. He's a guard, and this is this is that the reason the whole reason for even taking him was I I'm still always going to be concerned with Tevin's health. We need a bet. Whitehair and Patrick cannot be our backup guards, man. They just can't be. We know they're gone anyways, but I'm just saying guys like that cannot be a backup guard. So we need somebody to develop. Then with the 45th pick, and I didn't want to do this, but he was going to be the next guy taken in this draft, I took Cedric Van Fran at center. So I've traded now with the Cardinals and the, the Chargers. I, I traded five for 14 with the Chargers and picked up some more picks from them, including a third next year. So next year we've got the Cardinals first and the Chargers third pick, along to go with the 11 other guys that I got. And, and what I ended up doing was I couldn't help it, but at, at 66, Michael Penix Jr. was there. See, now now I wouldn't I wouldn't take him if I was really drafting. I just took him because I did not expect the guy to be sitting there considering he was like at 38 on the draft list. And then the next fall off in players was like 15, 18. So I grabbed him because we had pick 69 anyways. I wasn't even sure to pick. I'm like, I'm going with another edge rusher because I don't want just two. I want three or four of them, like some of these other teams got. So I took Landon Jackson out of Arkansas. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I need to do I, – I, it's probably not even the guy I would take. I just was looking at the position. And then 101, I took a defensive tackle. And this is a guy I think somebody else brought him up, Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. So – there's a couple more. I drafted a tight end, a cornerback, and a safety after that on top of it. Yeah, I mean, it sounded good. I mean, the only issue I have with a lot of taking a lot of picks this year is if you're looking ahead to 2024, we have roughly about 16 spots on the roster open. Well, I'm not including practice squad, just the active roster itself. Right. So you're going to end up putting some of these rookies that you get later in the draft on the practice squad. And then you lose it to be poached anyways. Yeah, so it's like why, why make the picks at the same time? You know, the funny thing is though, bringing up the mock drafts, I did, I've done a couple. I don't have any, you know, here to look at, but I've noticed trading with the Cardinals, they like to take Dallas Turner at number one overall, at least for me, which I find preposterous. But Dallas Turner, yeah, the <laughs> edge out of um, Alabama. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. He's later down the list. 
Yeah, so I, I don't know what's with the um, however they do their algorithm to pick the players, but jeez. Well, they took in this draft they took Caleb Williams and the Giants ended up taking an offensive tackle. That's what it was. And New England took uh, the other quarterback. So they because they can't, they'll be able to dump Mac Jones, man. Yeah, it'll cost them a little big deal. They don't they they nix the fifth year option. And they pay the fourth year salary, which is what one point two million dollars. That's nothing to switch out quarterbacks. It's worth it'd be worth it for them. You know my New England. Yeah, yeah. Because remember we talked about it, Peach. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think Belichick he likes his quarterback. So yeah, he's. I, I don't either. That's yeah. the only my only thinking. I was taking a chance with it, depending on what uh, New York is going to do, but. But we talked about it so much. They got that $160 million contract with $69 million guaranteed. They they pretty much need to go with Daniels for at least a year, maybe two more. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough to get out from under. Yeah. i tell you what. Uh, I'm glad we didn't uh, draft Mac Jones. <laughs> i tell you that. I'm, man. Fields may have his challenges, but I'm glad we didn't draft that guy. I mean, is, is it Mac Jones really that bad, or is it that Bill Belichick and co. is now starting to hit that wall, so to speak, in terms of evolving with the game? Because every coach goes through that. We saw, even with us, we saw Mike Ditka <laughs> did great in the 80s, and then when he went to New Orleans in the 90s, his game plan just didn't work anymore. That's you know, true. Is, That's is true. that the case? Because hey, eventually all coaches are going to hit this area where they just it just doesn't work. Their, their system may have been great years ago, but now it's not. That's the unfair thing. I think it's more Mac Jones. He was the GM, man. He didn't have Jim Finks pulling the strings for him making these picks. So he just had too much control, and that's not who he ever was, man. Ditka's a great motivator for the right guys, and he had the right guys. Well, you know, Dan Campbell's following that same footsteps. I mean, it's not Absolutely. even the motivation that I'm I'm talking about. Like, yeah, you know, right. uh, that's a whole other story with Harbaugh and all these other fools thinking he's going to come to the Bears. That ain't happening. But no, I want it to happen either way. But you know, that style of jumping up and down the sidelines, yelling and screaming. Dan Campbell's really isn't that way. He has passion, but at the same time, he's not overly aggressive. If that makes sense. And that's that's yeah, what I like about Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really like what he's doing up there, man. I do. I wasn't. I, I, I said some shit about him earlier, and I, I, I think I said it Thursday, man. I, I was wrong about the guy. Period, man. Cliff got a question can, for us too when we get to it. I'm Go not ahead, convinced man. on him. I'm, I'm still skeptical. I think his style of coaching isn't sustainable because when you're emotional like that, I think that runs out eventually. It's yeah, it it's it does, Peach, but for right now, this when you got a team at a turning over phase, it, it seems to be more effective to me than blues. I give you that Maggie. I mean I give you, you that. Know, I give you that. And then and then because he's the guy's been in the league, he knows what it's like from both sides of the ball. He was a longtime player and he was a longtime coach. He mm -hmm. can make that adjustment as time goes on with these players. And he'll be able to do it if, yeah. if he follows through with it. But, I'm just but saying at this point in time, what he's done in, in 
14 months, you take where they were 14 months ago to yeah. where they are now. Yeah. What, what was the stat? The first time they've been eight and two since 1969 or something like that, 68. Yeah. So I, I just say, I just, I, I got, I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I think you get to a point in that if that team's turned around, you know, next year, he's probably still going to be doing the same thing. Cause they're still, they still need a couple more guys on that team. They're, they're not done. You know, they're not See, done. They, and that's that's the concern I have. I think like it may work this year, it may even work again next year. But come year after that, players are gonna start tuning him out if that's all you have is that emotional side. I mean, you have to come up with something else, and that's what I think would happen with Ditka, because with Ditka, I mean him being emotional, I mean he has his coordinators calling these plays, but was it sustainable after that 86 or 85 season? You had the 86, 87, a little bit of the 88, and he's like fading away. That's what I'm saying. You got to have some type of substance eventually. I mean, like I said, it may work for three or four years, but after that? Well, see, with Ditka, it was 10 years, just so you know. They did that for 10 years. Well, I'm talking two, about the they had two bad seasons. What? I'm talking about the effectiveness, though, because he started he started to co being the coach of what ninety, I mean eighty uh, one, or eighty two. Dicka uh, became our coach in eighty three. My time. Strike yeah. season was the strike season eighty three or was it eighty? I mean eighty two, eighty three. So that's what I'm saying. So he won the Super Bowl in eighty five, eighty six. They were decent. Eighty seven, eighty eight. By eighty nine, they're not. They're not in the top like that anymore. No, 80, 89 was a bad year. 90, they were good again. 91, they were good good again. 92, they started falling off. That's when he got fired. He actually had a great run. And what my question was going to be, would you take that 10-year run where we only had two bad seasons out of a coach? Because I would. Because they're not good. They're not. Belichick is not – there's – how many people are going to repeat that where they're – it doesn't happen anymore. Like, when, when we were when we were growing up, Paige, man, all the coaches stayed the same forever. Landry coached the Cowboys from 1960 to what, 1990 or something like that. Uh, what's his name in, in Miami? He was there forever. Uh, the guy in Washington, he was there for 12 or 14 seasons. It just yeah. doesn't – you know – we don't get teams like that. You got who do you got? Belichick, Harbaugh, uh, Pittsburgh, who's been great because they've had like three coaches. Tomlin Reed. They've had three coaches in my lifetime. Pittsburgh. Tomlin Reed, and you got the guy in Seattle. Yep, Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete yeah. Carroll. But even he's had his moments, and 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 they're not they're not as good as everybody thinks, anyways, man. Not they're they're, they're on a downhill thing right now again. I I believe it. Did they win today? No. I don't think, so. think so. So I, I'm just I mean, saying. You know, my, my I said major at the beginning of the year, this Geno Smith wasn't going to be sustainable for another season, and 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 then I said, "Wow, I, I might be wrong here," but I keep looking at it now, and who knows? I don't see him sustaining this. They're, they're <laughs> Pete Carroll's probably going to be gone at some point soon. This could even be his last year, man. Yeah, I mean, my main concern with a guy like um, Jim Harbaugh is that that kind of attitude it's going to work in college you know because they're kids for what you know the kids you can do that in the nfl and 
we can look at the Urban Meyer experiment in Jacksonville. You can't do that with these grown ass men anymore. Not in the modern NFL. Yeah. They will they will throw you away. They won't play for you. I, I think you said it Thursday, Peach. Harbaugh is good for four or five years and then he wears out his welcome. Yeah. No, I see I, I'm of the belief that everywhere he's been, he's won. Yes. So uh San Diego State, I think it was. Yep. Stanford. Stanford. Yep. San Francisco, Michigan. Yep. He's yep. he's he's won. So yeah, his his style may be a little bit uh, he reminds me of his brother, actually. So I think he'll be able to be sustainable like his brother is. I think in San Francisco, it just went by the wayside. But Dude. I don't think he lost it. I didn't think he had lost the locker room. I think the players were still listening and buying into it. It's, mm. He had problems with the ownership, I believe. Check, check, a little, check a little more because I forgot where I saw this, and it was either yesterday or the day before. Uh, and and it's it was somebody who knows them both very well, and he's going, man, I just do not understand how Jim Harbaugh and his brother can be completely so different. And then they went on to show, well, Jim's kind of been a little snobby and stuck up, man, if you go back, because everything was always given to the guy. He always got everything he wanted, even going into the pros. There, there's there's a thing on YouTube, man, where I, I cannot remember he's who it was. Somebody that knew them both. And he said they are nothing alike. Nothing alike. They are not the same. He can't. He can't even believe they're from the same family. He's known them that long since they were kids. It's usually not so, I mean, the thing with San Francisco yeah. was he—he he not only lost the faith with the ownership. I mean, there were cracks in the locker room too, near the end of that run. So, if well, it was it, one it, thing or the other, was the was the ownership going to break down, or was the locker room going to break down? It was just a question of when. He's, he's yeah. everywhere four or five seasons. How long has he been at Michigan? I mean, I mean, let's be real. He, he won some games, sure, but has he won the big game? No. I don't know. And, and that's how we measure our coaches, really. Well, I can't to, go with that. To, 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 to an extent, people marry, you know, measure the coach by, did you win the championship? There's great coaches that have won plenty of games, but they're not at that same level as someone who may have won one or two championships in the eyes of some people. And yeah, so. I just think that, I mean, I don't give a lot of credence to that because Reed, you know, he didn't read win a championship for the longest. And I thought he was all along a good coach when he left uh, Philadelphia. I was hoping the bears would have grabbed him, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, but now he's won those Super Bowls, so now he's yeah. catapulted himself into that next level. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's so many tiers of coaches. You know, there's but, the, the Bill Belichick where I have, like, you know. But he was already viewed as a good coach, though. Reed was. Yes. I mean, I'm, not, not, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. What I'm saying is he's not in the upper echelon. Well, I think that Harbaugh. Well, I, I, I think Reed has made the jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has got a coach. But I'm now saying, we know what his statue is. He's going to have a statue there when he. Yeah, leaves. I, I mean, yeah, but so at the that, time. But I thought that's what we want. But the, but the, I mean, I'm looking at Harbaugh, and in his four years in San Francisco, I think he went to the championship game three times. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, in the Super Bowl once he went to. The, I know it was twice in the Super Bowl once, but do you remember who was coaching that team before Harbaugh took it over? Was it Mike Nolan or Mike Singletary? Mike Singletary. Okay. 
So Har Harbaugh and that team, I don't know. I think they made the playoffs with Singletary to last year, or they had 10 wins and didn't make it. was something. But the team was already talented, and Singletary could not get them over the line. So when Harbaugh walked into, into Frisco, the only thing he was really missing was a quarterback. Go back and look. Go back and look at the roster for the teams the year before Harbaugh uh, took over that that job. I mean, it's that's completely different than being handed the Bears two years ago. It was like you taking over San Francisco now if you had no Brock Purdy, let's say. That's mm -hmm. where he was at. And, and just throw any random average quarterback in there. And we talked about it before. Well, he, Walt, he, he kind of elevated Kaepernick to a point, but he could only take that so far. Yeah, but well, it's he more Greg Roman Kaepernick. than anything else. He drafted Kaepernick. I mean, so that's the guy he wanted. I mean, because Alex Smith was already there when he got there. And he turned Alex Smith into a pretty decent quarterback. Uh, but, you know, he wanted to do more. So he, he wanted to, I guess, more of a running, a more running quarterback. So he got Kaepernick. Um, to Shorty's point that if we bring in another coach and hoping to have fields, maybe Harbaugh is the guy to have because he seems like he prefers that type of running quarterback. After he had Alex Smith running the ball, then he had uh, Kaepernick. So maybe that, that's the style quarterback he wants. Because, because watching that watching that UCLA game yesterday with uh, USC, uh, I was very disappointed in Caleb Williams. I was thinking, watching it going, uh, I'll stick with Fields over that guy. I mean, I think anyone coming in, even if they do decide, and then we'll get to Cliff's point here, uh, you know, coming in, you have a 24-year-old athletic quarterback that can move the ball. We've seen it. You're just now starting to get him the right tools. Now you need to kind of put the right staff around him. I don't think even if you bring in a guy like Ben Johnson, he'll probably stick with Justin Fields. There's too much upside to just throw him away in favor of the shiny new toy that might come up. But now to jump over quickly to Cliff, what he's asking here is, where would you take Marvin Harrison Jr.? I'd take him number one. I'd write that ticket every chance. Give me that same situation a thousand times, and I will give you the same answer a thousand times. He's that good. We've got some good stuff here in the chat. Jay Sanders and Beartooth9 happen to join us too. Uh, I got you, so Walt. Cliff's asked this twice too. I so I, I'm sorry. That's why I wanted to get to it. Yeah. Cliff asked. That's a, good, that's a good question. Where would you take Michael Harrison Jr.? He's curious. Peach, where would you take him? In my ideal world, I would have to have a strong relationship with these other GMs. If I'm if I'm drafting number one, gotcha. and and a team you know wants to move up, all right, I'm like, all right, who you plan on taking? If they tell me a quarterback's name, okay, how far am I now dropping down? Because I don't think we can go past three and still be able to get him. So the the question becomes: Is the Giants, New England? somebody that will take him 
because mm-hmm. that's my that's my fear because I want to I want to be able to get more draft capital. Right. But to Walt's point, yeah, you know, you just don't risk it. Just go ahead and take number one. But see, I still want that extra draft capital because we still devoid of talent. So I'm like, I uh, I mean, because what was who, it was somebody? Um, I forgot who it was that was saying they would ask to ask the teams when they asked to trade them, who you plan on? Oh, Dave Wanstead when he was working with Jimmy Johnson, he said Jimmy would ask him, who you planning on taking? And if they said uh, offensive player, that's who they're looking at. They're like, nope, we ain't gonna make the deal. So that's what I'm saying. Hey, I just gotta have a good enough relationship so, to where. So how far? Hey, how far would you go? Where would you take him at? How far back would you go? Three. Raging. That's what I say. Three. I, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't feel. I, I couldn't go no further than three. See, I, I, I wouldn't. I'm just gonna make it real easy. I wouldn't go no further than two because I, with the Giants having the second pick, and that's who I think it's gonna be. If it isn't, if they don't have the first, it depends. I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming that that Carolina Panthers are gonna end up with that first pick just because of how right. bad they are. So, and if if the Giants are too, they'd be the only team I'm trading with if they're guaranteeing me they're not taking them because they're not gonna take a quarterback. The only other option would be for some to help that offensive line they got. And if I'm the Giants and I'm two. And he's there. I'm taking Harrison because I'll get the quarterback in two years. Yeah, I mean it really it's depends. Kind of tough with Jones, man. Yeah, I don't know if they. It depends on how bad the it was ACL he injured, right? Not his Achilles. So it depends on how long it's going to take him to come back from that. Yeah. And what you want to do in that situation, and then you got to look at it as yes, you can trade it and lose out in Marvin Harrison Jr. It could happen. I know people are salivating at the uh, chance of possibly trading with the Cardinals to get those two first round picks. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Cardinals could swoop in and be like, Oh, I told you I was going to move on for Kyler Murray, but just kidding. And yeah. then uh, and grab Marvin Harrison. Jr. And then you're asked out. I mean, you can go after a guy like Kean, uh, Kean Coleman out of Florida state. The build is very similar. That's, the who, that's who I there. wanted. To, that's who I wanted to take. If I didn't get Harrison, that's the guy. Yeah. I mean, the problem is the production isn't there. You, you know, he's got what, seven games in, couple hundred yards here or there. I mean, I know there's a huge difference between Florida State and Ohio State in terms of the kind of talent you have there. But at the same time, Marvin Harris Jr. is putting up these astronomical numbers with another guy like Mbuka, if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, I'm sorry, who could also eat up his targets. And he's still doing insane things with that club. Yeah. It'd be tough to pass on it. I mean, it'd be tough well, to. Well, as where I said, would you draft him at, Walt? Would you still draft him first? Yeah, I. As soon as the the draft okay. started, I, I, I would I, too. I put that card in faster than Bryce Young last year. I I would too <laughs> if I didn't get if I didn't get the trade with the Giants and them guaranteeing me they're not taking him that they're taking a quarterback because that's the only way they want to move up. There's no reason to move up unless they the Giants. Why move up if you if you are not taking Caleb Williams? Why move up? Because you can get Drake May second. I'm just saying, you can get Drake if you're second. You you can take Drake, Drake May or Marvin Harrison if we don't get him, right? You could go either route there. Good, definitely good. Uh, BT9 brought up some stuff about Harbaugh because everybody in the chat's talking about, you know, I want Harbaugh as coach. I think somebody said Harbaugh as coach and. Somebody is the OC and Rivera is the defensive coordinator. 
Yeah, Roman uh, is the OC. I starred, and I wanted to get to this because he's been he brought it up when he was talking about it in the chat. We'll go back to it real quick. Because because he actually asked me, yeah, where is it? Oh, okay, here. Fair truth nine. So it's it's kind of be like talking over our team. Young taking over it should be taking over our team. It'd kind of be like taking over our team. Young talented team. My question to Foster, and this is for all of us, is how Harbaugh drafted once he took over. And I won't even, you guys don't even have to answer because he already answered. He answered it the way I would have answered it. My answer would have been, you know what, I got to go back and look at his draft picks. I don't think they were the greatest, but I don't know for sure. So he ended up answering this question. And this is, if I have the information, under Harbaugh, they didn't draft so well. They didn't draft well. So it's important if he comes to hear that polls would maintain full GM control. Yeah, I mean, the problem with his drafting was, especially in 2011, yeah, the 2011 draft, or coming into the 2011 season, you know, you had the seventh overall pick in the first round, you took Alden Smith. You know, not bad, not great. And then you took Yeah, 26. Yeah. yeah, 26 is rookie year. Uh, oh. 19 and a half, he had 14. So he gave you two good seasons in 2011 and 2012. Yep. After that, he didn't really play. He played, you know, started eight games the year after that, hitting 19 and a half. And then he did six, seven. He got suspended two years. Yeah. And, you know, couldn't come back. So, I mean, you call yeah, he gave you two good years. What did you do? You know, the rest yeah. of the other draft picks, you have guys like Kendall Hunter. Two years for a top pick like that just isn't feasible. I mean, you can't, it's not, you can't sustain Yeah, I think that. he had other, I think he had other issues, off the field issues. And they he still drafting. He did. Yeah. They drafted him anyway. Oh, then you move on to Poles ain't gonna do that. To... He's proving he's not gonna do something no. like that. I'm just saying. Sorry, Walt. Yeah. You know, you move on to 2012. You have the 30th pick. You take AJ Jenkins, the wide receiver out of Illinois. Do you even know oh. who that is? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that pick. That was a bad pick. That was yeah. a bad pick. Only because he went to Illinois is the only reason I know who it is. The only reason. He was at any other school, I wouldn't know the guy. You know, I mean, you have another decent pick the next year with Eric Reed. He wasn't too bad. You know, then they traded a bunch of picks there. And then the last draft, Jimmy Ward, the safety. Right. I remember that pick, too. He's still playing with the Texans. Right. What capacity, I don't know. Yeah. That was his last, that was his last number one pick. He's out of what, Illinois, Northwest? Yeah. uh, Hmm. He's yeah, out of the Illinois Northeastern school. Illinois University, yeah. Yeah. So his dress were yeah. yeah, his dress weren't great. But so I don't know. I mean, Poles is doing a fine job making the calls himself. Jay Sanders says Poles isn't drafting well. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, point, I, I think no. I think Jay Sanders, I think do me a favor. Just go back and look at all the picks he took this year and grade those picks. You don't even have to go look at last year, man. You can if you want, but I, I, I just if you go and you look at this year, grade those picks because I think he's he's drafting pretty darn well. Um, all things considered, he's not going to hit on every pick, but it sure seems like we get one of his late round picks poached every year. Matter of fact, we have. I'm not even saying those guys are great. I, I still wish we had. We had Bell on a practice squad, and I think even uh, Zach Thomas. I, I I don't know where he's at exactly. I know he's on a uh, 
What, where is he at? San Diego, 53-man roster? He's on the, the roster. I don't know if he's playing. on the Rams, I think. On the Rams, the Rams, yeah. The Rams, yeah. So. San Diego, L.A., whatever them teams are, because I can't stand either one of them. Yeah, I mean, Just because they're in L.A. He hit well on the first round pick this year, but to be honest, you can't really grade a, pay, a draft class until at least three years in, if not more. I think that I think that's just going to be something, though. I really do, man. Been saying that all along, and I, you know, a lot of people too agree with that. But again, like you said, talk to me at the end of next year about a couple of these guys, and and then then we'll have a better understanding of yeah. where his first two drafts went after three full seasons. I mean, you can make the argument of Alvarez Jones, you know, kind of mm-hmm. short-sighted in that case because you barely use the guy, period. And then when he does, you're just like, oh, he dropped the ball or, you know, it fumbled. I mean, we're still sticking on this these two fumbles he had in, in his rookie season. Like, it's happening all the time when it's not. But he ain't playing, though. He's, he's not playing. He was a healthy scratch again today. Yeah, it, 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 that doesn't even matter because you, you're not going to hit on every draft pick. Who does? Yeah, you're going to miss. You're going to miss you sometimes, take, of course. You even take, okay, take both his drafts and grade every player and then get back to me. And you can't even grade him like you just mentioned. You can't grade him because you can't grade a, a guy after one. Okay, most players, you can't you can't give them a, a grade. I give them an incomplete after the first season. And that's anybody. It's anybody, man. Even guys drafted in the first round, there's that few that are just that great talents that come out. But how many guys in the first round don't even don't even stick around four or five years? Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, look at look at Tyree Wilson. He just now got like what two tackles for the first time I think all year. Yeah, and he was taking number seven. And... Yeah, I think he was uh, injured at first, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, he had the dual foot surgery. Going into the draft, so he didn't do the combine or anything like that. Then you throw the seventh round pick, you know, the seventh overall pick at him, with the, yeah. you know, the Raiders. So then he goes into um, the training camp hurt, still dealing with that foot issue. Then he gets in there and doesn't produce. So. Yeah, I think um, when a player is injured like that, taking them in the top 10. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, too many times, uh, you don't know how you know how a player's going to respond to injury. So, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I mean, even when the Bears um, drafted Karimi, uh, he had knee problems at Wisconsin before we drafted, and, and we knew here we are still drafting in the first round. Same way with Chris Wheat, and we knew it. Yeah. Yeah, he had back problems at Vanderbilt. I think that's where he was at Vanderbilt, I think. He had back problems there uh, or wherever he was, and we still drafted him. I mean, he continued in the league. When you have certain injuries, I'm sorry. You're not getting drafted in the first round by me. I'm sorry. You, you, you go down. I mean, like Eddie Jackson, he was a good player at Alabama. He had a broken leg. He didn't go to the fourth round. Work out well, but when these guys have these injuries and you still take them in the first round, man, I'm I'm skeptical of that. I'm sorry, I'm just uh, I, I, I I can't hitch my trailer to that boat. Just can't do it. I I I'd rather not. 
He's not lining the boat up on that one, guys. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to get back to Jay Sanders because he brings up Dominique Robinson. Everybody's brought up Vellis. Like Mr. Mayhem said, he, he said Poles needs to admit he messed up on drafting Vellis. He will when Vellis is released, man. That's when he'll admit it. Whenever he get, takes care of the matter, he'll admit it. You don't know what's going to happen now in the next six, seven games, the next training pick. Mark, and then, my question and then is. Also, he brought up. He also brought up Doug Kramer. Well, Doug Kramer was poached. He's on a roster. He's back. So like, you can't. Actually. I don't even know how. How can you say that's a bad pick? Not to mention all the trade downs. To he traded all those picks back and got eleven guys two years ago, and this was one of the later round picks. So I can't even. Even if Kramer's crap, I can't even hold that one against him because it was such a late pick. But he's been told he's, he's on another roster. Did they release him? No, he, he signed um, a couple of days ago with the practice squad for us again. Okay, so, so that, Arizona re- released him. had him on the roster and then released him, and we got him back. I did hear that. Yeah, so he, he is back on the Bears roster. So, so do we call this a missed pick? Because I can't yet. I call it – I will call it a missed pick. On for one reason, instead of putting him on on the uh, active roster, we put Feeney. We used a six round pick to trade for Feeney instead of keeping Kramer. Yeah, but Feeney was more so. Did you look at Feeney's tape? Did you look at all Feeney's tape? No, I mean I thought Feeney was decent when he was coming out because I think he came out of Indiana. But the but the point I'm making is. If we're having to go trade for another guy from another team, giving up a draft pick to get another guy in, we're not feeling too confident with Kramer as well as Dieter. Now, because I like both of them. I'm a, I, I love Dieter. I thought he should be our starting center. But for whatever reason, although he wasn't a draft, I mean, he, he wasn't drafted by us. He was an undrafted free agent. But if we was so confident in Kramer, I know he was an IR. But if we were so confident in him, when he then comes off of IR, we putting him on a uh, – we're releasing him and trying to put him – snatch him on our practice squad. Why are we not playing him when we're giving up a six-round draft pick to go get Feeney? Because yeah, the guy, guy who said out a year and comes in, I, 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 he's still a rookie to me. And I, I just – how many rookie centers start day one in the NFL? Especially, what, a sixth or a seventh-round draft pick? Yeah. I mean, and, and and there's a reason. Why did we even bring? Why did we bring him back? Because he's one of those guys, and and he may capably be a center. We don't know. And, I, and I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just saying when you're when you're taking a guy in the sixth or seventh round, like I'm looking at it, going Kramer shouldn't even make the team, man. We should have better. We should have three better centers than him. But the problem was we didn't. The only guy I thought capable said he didn't even want to come back here when we tried to sign him and give him more money. He goes, nah, I'll take my chances elsewhere. I'm kind of tired of this crap. Can you blame him? I can't blame him. And I can't blame him because he's absolutely right. I mean, as many years as he spent on this team, it was his due to put him in a, have him on a permanent roster. And instead of putting him on a permanent roster, you go spend a six round pick to go get feet. No. Yeah, but you got to remember too that they brought Feeney in as more of an insurance with the health of Tevin Jenkins. He was slotted, going to be slotted in at the guard position initially. That's, he can play true. center, and that's different. And he's, he and he's a much better left guard than anything else. 
That's his best that's position. A, so that's why we went out and dropped the sixth round pick on Fiat, yes. not not to take over at center. That was just sweetening the deal that he could play that position if necessary. What I thought when I saw the tape, when I, I they showed a, they showed a bunch of his tape at center, and I'm like, this guy's got to step right in. He's got to step right in. He's better than the centers on this team. And I'm serious. When I saw the tape on on Feeney, and it was a collage of all seasons, you know, I they're probably showing more of the better stuff. I mean, they showed some of the negatives. Maybe mm-hmm. not all of them. I don't know. But I was like, he ought to be able to come in here, learn his position, and then somebody could still help him out. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Mustafer was at center in his first year there. They had Daniels calling all the plays. I don't know if you remember that. Because because Mustafer was not ready to play center when we had him playing center, and and look how time look how it takes time to develop. So now it's Mustafer's third year. Am I correct in that? He, no, he had to be here like four, four years. Okay, four or five. Isn't he playing on Baltimore? Yeah, he's he's played like a hundred snaps in Baltimore. Okay, so like, oh my god, he's the greatest thing in the world. But, <laughs> bro, you played hundred snaps. No, see, I don't I don't know what the deal is, but all I know is. The guy's playing there and nobody's bitching about it. I don't hear shit all over the news. This guy sucks. We got to get him out of here because that's what I expected to hear. Well, I mean, the diff- the thing is, Foster, with Mustafer, you're going to hear more because first he's on the Bears and second off, he's on the field every play. Right. So the chance right. of him fucking up is a lot higher yeah. than what he's doing in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot of good centers in the draft, so we can definitely go ahead and grab one. There's probably going to be a couple options in free agency. But we don't know. He's kind of weird in the NFL. Man. Charles Johnson's in the house. Robbie's back in here. What's up, Robbie? Jay Sanders. BT9. All came back. Well, I shouldn't say all. You know, we're going to have to – let's see where the college games go next week into the bowl season and playoffs, and then we can start getting a better idea what we're looking at thing, you know, let's get back on track with today's game is we have the return of Justin Fields. So let's get into that. What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. I, I, I thought, I thought he played a fantastic game for the most part, man. Uh, people are bitching about, well, he only threw for 169 yards, but I'm like 269 yards of offense. And, and a lot of that running, I, I'm with you page. I did not like the design shit, but Right. When it came to passing downs and the guy took off, you had to be jumping for joy. If you didn't, I don't yeah. know what's wrong with you. That's that's the only reason I thought he was going to run for a ton of yards this year is because they were going to do everything in the world to make him beat. They, they want to make, a, make him beat them with his arm. Mm-hmm. And you know there's times there's you know there's times that he's not going to be able to because there's times that no quarterback can. And the best part is most quarterbacks got to take the sack or, or get rid of the ball. There's what five, six guys in the league, right? And none of them, none of them can even run in my eyes like like Justin can. Uh, what's his name in Baltimore is probably probably the closest. But who else? I, I just thought he had a. I thought he had a great game. I thought he. It seemed like he was prepared well. The thump, the thumb didn't seem to bother him making any of the throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, made some nice moves that. That one where he was running and threw it with sidearm. To Mooney. And he he put it on a rope right to him, man. Like yeah. like he almost was handing it to him. Do you remember that? I see I see Walt looking up, going, wait, what? Yeah, I remember that one. 
I remember he, it. He, you remember it. So, you know, and, and the deep ball to, that we've talked about, the Scott, that was right there, man. That was you. I don't know how you could throw that ball and put it in any better position. I a remember. Split second, a split second later because of the stop, well, that's kind of timing and rhythm. And, and if if his route's off, like, like you guys we discussed earlier, that's going to throw that off. But, I mean, overall, everybody still was making mistakes. Let's admit that. There was still a lot of mistakes by this Bears mm -hmm. team today. And that's that's what you're going to get when you have a, a team that's young and, a, and an incompetent coaching staff because they were playing not to lose. And we know you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So as far as I mean, Fields is concerned, man, I'm going to give him I'm going to give him like a B plus, A minus. A's A's hard to get, man. That throw to DJ Moore though, that was that was money. That I don't, that that I, like. It's, it's like we keep saying, man, if you could get the short stuff and the inter intermediate stuff down, the guy's got it made. I'm reminded of uh, – As long as there's a line around him, and that line, i got to give the, the offensive line good marks today too for the most part. What do you guys think? Justin Fields and the offensive line. What's the chat think? Why you go ahead, BJ? Looks like you wanted to say something there. I think uh, I'm reminded of when uh, – Bajan made his first start. I think he threw for 160-something yards. And all I heard was how great this kid was because he threw for 160-something yards. Fields, I hated the design runs, but I thought his passes was, was, was good. Um, I thought... He kept the defense honest in the fact of throwing the ball downfield, the capability of being able to do that to where they just can't crowd the box. I noticed that Detroit did not have a spy on fields. All these other teams we've been playing this year in spying fields to keep him in the box, I mean, keep him in the pocket. He did. He didn't have that. That's why he was able to get loose a little bit today. Um, also, I noticed that he stepped up in the pocket a lot to throw some passes. I think he only got two sacks today, if I remember. The, the last play of the game and the uh, one by number 54, if I remember correctly. That's pretty yeah, decent. Bo both quarterbacks two, took two sacks today, him and Jared Goff. Yeah, so I think that was pretty decent. Um I'm, I'm of the opinion that you know Fields is my franchise quarterback. I mean, hands down, he's my franchise quarterback. Can he still improve? Absolutely, but he has enough there that I could work with, and I think we can win with him. Just getting more weapons, uh, because if I'm being honest, outside of Komet and DJ Moore, who am I trusting to throw the ball to when I really need a first down? Because that connection with Mooney is no longer there. So I can't even trust it to be with Mooney. So you, you, you're handicapping the man. Who can he throw the ball to if all he got is more and commit? And that's that that's concerning. So you can give me another, give him another weapon. We're in good shape. So short answer, yeah, I, I love Fields. I, I think he's the man. I, I really do. 
Yeah, no, he definitely he uh, yes. shows some flashes there. And I, I, like you said, PJ, I don't think the the, the passing uh, passing yards in a vacuum don't tell the whole story. Right. You know, because you got to look at total yardage. And I think that's kind of glossed over by a lot of people. Even, you know, the national media, they're like, oh, he only threw for 160 yards. But I also rushed for 100 yards. So I still moved the ball at the same time. It just wasn't to your liking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, the design runs are one thing. Like, if he, if he chooses to scramble out of the pocket, which he, he looked more composed in his pocket, even times when it started just to collapse in and out around him. Yeah. Yeah. He rolled out a couple times, got away, and, and did his thing. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't like old Justin Fields where he has to run away because there's two guys in his face. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the guy. I, I really am. I just wish that he had another target. I wish him and Mooney had better connection. I'm, like I said, I'm, that's concerning me. That really is concerning me, their lack of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely there. I mean, like I said, if something happened with Mooney between the beginning of the season and, you know, those games in Denver and Washington where he just kind of wasn't existent. I don't know what it is. We're never going to know what it is, but, but something happened. Something's going on. Either whether it's physically, mentally, whatever, whatever, there's just a disconnect. You know, overall, I, I thought Fields was was good. He had he moved well. You know, he ended up bending his fingernail up. See that he was bleeding all over the towel. Oh yeah, I was like, geez. Now don't don't, don't tell me glad to sit out a game now because of his finger. But I mean, he made oh, it. it looks like he just he didn't even know he was bleeding. He just went with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the, my my issue is is that Fields is not gonna have to sit through eleven days of crap being dumped on his head, and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, it's gonna be a good test next week, and I'm looking forward to that test for him, going against Minnesota again with the zero uh, blitz. Um, I'm I'm real curious to see how he responds to it now that he's seen it. Now he's going to have to face it again. How are you going to respond to it? What are you going to do differently? What is Getsy going to do differently? I mean, how are we going to handle the zero, zero blitz? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the problem there. What is Getsy going to do? And uh, I don't trust him. I don't want him anywhere near the team. He's going to get my quarterback killed again. Yeah, you've been not calling no empty sets. I know that. I mean, there, there was no, there was no way around it. Like the, the team itself, even when the defense gave up, you know all those points like yes it was on the players to execute properly but at the same time they're only executing what's being put in front of them and if it's bad it's gonna be bad yeah you know so i mean the thing is like is gets gonna get the lead again and be like okay now i just have to run the ball over and over again to, to be like oh i gotta use the ball this time now like no nah. that's that's my problem with him and that's the same thing we've seen happen where you get the lead, then you're just like, well, I'm going to play not to lose, and then you lose because you're trying not to lose. Yeah. He got scared again in the fourth quarter like he did in the second half against Denver. And you're not you're not going to win games. At least you're not going to win games to the point where you're, you're 
vying for contention of a championship. Right. It ain't happening. Sure. So that's why like I'm done on uh, send him away. I, I, I don't need the, the, the getsy coming on to the press and being like, you know, we're on to something special here. I'm awesome. Nothing's wrong with me. Like, yeah. yeah. Buddy, something's definitely wrong with you. If I can go back to what I think it was Raging Oracle said earlier about Harbaugh, Roman, and um, Chico, a Washington head coach. That's not a bad lineup, if I'm thinking about it. You got some experience there. Uh, I'm curious. That gets me intrigued. And to add a little bit more to it, have Pep Hellington as the quarterback coach. I think you can probably get the best out of fields with that lineup. Harbaugh, Greg Roman, Pep Hamilton as the uh, uh, quarterback coach. You you could probably – we could probably do something with that. And then uh, – why is his name? Uh, what, the, the head coach for uh, Washington. Oh, I keep on wanting to say Roberta Garza. It's not Roberta Garza. It's uh, – Ron Rivera. Yeah, Ron Rivera. Um, he was a pretty decent uh, defensive coordinator. So whoever, I think it was, I think it was a raging Oracle or Jay Sanders. One of them uh, suggested that in the chat. That's not a bad lineup. I could see, I could get behind that. I mean, yeah. I know the, the latest. Bear truth, truth nine, Keege. Was it Bear truth nine? I know it was around the time Beatrice was making Arba and Rivera is the defensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I was just so it was Harbaugh as the head coach. I can't remember the offensive coordinator. You said it. Roman. Roman. Great. Roman, Roman. And then uh uh Rivera is the defensive coordinator. Yeah. That was I'm pretty sure that was BT9, man. I could be wrong, but I thought that's who said that. I, I, I was looking for it. For some reason, I can't find it. Now I think I went past it. But I, I, I could agree to that. I just, I'm so, I don't know. I'm so concerned that it's just going to be, because you know how the McCaskies hate to pay somebody and they're not here. It was Jay Sanders that said it. Okay, so I, I, it's the wrong one then. I'm looking yeah. at the wrong. Thing. Yeah, he said it. I mean, because him and uh, Bear Truth was commenting at the same time, and uh, okay, but it was Jay Sanders that said it. Yes. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make see if we got that right. A ton of a ton of good comments in this chat while I'm going through it because I just went through it almost from top to bottom. Really good, really good, man. Everybody's on everything here, dude. Yeah. Raging Oracle was grading players even. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just wanted to look up the Texans head coach, Demarion. Tobigo Ryan's 
Mm-hmm. So no, uh, you know, yeah. just saying you can't do a rebuild with rookie coaches like this. I mean, he's doing, he's not doing that bad, man. I've seen. There's always an exception to the rule. Always. Was it, Think uh, about it. Court, Courtney Cronin or one of those uh, women who was on the thing with uh, Adam Rank, uh, the dark hair lady. Her name's not Courtney Cronin. It's uh, Carm. Carmen. Carmen. She yeah. made the comment. She said, to your point, Walt, that Houston has a whole team wrapped around Stroud to help develop it. <clears throat> I forgot how she broke it down, but they have like several different people who's helping him to where he's less likely to fail. He, Dude, she said it's something that most court. teams don't do. Where you have a lot I of yeah, a lot, a lot of coaches and players, here's, here's I'm not she, players, but coaches around here's him. Here's what to help him. Getting, it's it's not even coaches. Like if he's having a problem with something at his apartment or condo where he's living at now, yeah. they have people available to their players to help them in every aspect of of life hey. right now because they're young men. Right. A lot of them don't know this stuff. And and that's a smart move, man. I mean, I even like the fact Agreed. that we do have we have players and we have people in our locker room who, if a player's having a problem, psychologists, I think there's one or two of them. Players having a problem, they can go to them and talk to them about it. But you know, but but Houston has taken it a step farther, Peach, and that was her point. They have somebody available to help their players in every aspect of life, finances, finding a residence. Anything yeah. that they have a problem with, they have somebody to go to. Well, Not you need that. On their own with anything. You need that. Some of these you guys don't have moms and dads that can help them out with this stuff. That you know are there. True. So. True. So I, that that's that's something they should have like everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. There's somebody young. There should be some type of mentor or somebody to guide them, because of the way the world is today, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean. But yeah. that was her thing. I saw that interview, and it was if you if anybody can go look it up. You're right. It was Adam Rank with Carmen Fatale. Yeah, because I usually I get I get ticked at her all the time for the stuff she says, and then I saw that, and I'm going, "Damn it, that's like twice." I like what you said, so I don't know what to think about you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just being honest, Miranda, because I didn't I didn't care for her point a lot. I was always kind of. She kind of set me off a little bit. And then I've seen a few interviews where I'm like, okay, well, the, the big thing that matters here is she seems to be a decent human being. And that's, yeah, she that's covers, where it all starts. That's where it all starts. She covers so the NFC North. Right. The entire, yeah. right. Covers all four teams. Yeah. The, the division. Yes. And, and she's a Bears beat writer on top of it. That's why she's, oh, okay. on, like, she's on like three shows a week. Um. No, I forgot where it's going, but it's just she's a good, good human being, and that's where it starts with any player, man. If if they're a decent human being and they're they're honestly, openly willing to 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 ask for help and get help and give their opinion and try their best, they're going to succeed most likely. Now, I, wanted to, I wanted to go touch back on Bayless. I didn't get a chance to talk about Bayless when you was talking about Bayless earlier. Gotcha. I I'm hoping Bayless as well as Tyler, are both hitting the jugs machine to catch with their hands 
and not catch you with their body to where that makes a big difference. Be on that drug machine every day, catching with your hands. And I think, you know, if if Ryan Poles is seeing that type of work ethic, he's likely to keep him around. Because if he's saying that, okay, he's not even trying, yeah, he probably would have been cut already. But if he's, I'm, I'm willing to bet that he's probably putting in that work and he's seeing him putting in that work. Because that, that matters. I mean, if you're having problems catching the ball, dropping balls, hop on that drug machine. Yeah. Oh, it definitely helped. I mean, they both use it. Yeah. I just think they, they you know, they, they also need the the ability to redeem too. You yeah. Know, it's not this. You make a mistake one time, sure it happens, but then you don't see them for two weeks. What are you gonna learn from that? How are you gonna get better? You know what I? You know what I noticed too, Walt. I noticed that when I was hearing Justin over the summer taking players down there and throw it. I heard DJ Moore, I heard Mooney, I heard uh, Chase Claypool. I did not hear Valus. No, Kamat was with them too. Yeah, yeah, that's not, so. I didn't hear Valus. So Valus, why aren't you with him, Justin? Why didn't you invite him? Whoever is at fault there, I don't know. But exactly again, right. that's when you need to be working on that. Work on those uh, relationships and those connections. Hey Pete. What what better way to become a good team than to play with your teammates? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, you know, even when you're not working, do hang out and play with them. Learn that person. Yeah, I agree. Is there a relationship thing there? Did like it's like you said too, because I love the way you said it. Vellis, why weren't you there? Fields, why didn't you ask him to be there? You yeah. put it on both parties, man. Absolutely. I mean, because if if there's a problem with if there's a problem with that relationship, the team needs to get involved and fix that relationship. Agreed. If possible. And if they can't, well, then you. what do you do? You got to keep the best man, I would say. I don't know. I guess we're making a bit of an assumption here that he wasn't invited or didn't want to go or we don't know. Right. But as I said, whatever the reason is, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why I'm posing the question. Why wasn't he there? I mean, because because we know for certain he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, because the only ones I heard about was Comet, Claypool, Mooney, and DJ Moore. Heard, yes, but him being there and not not being heard that he's there are two different things. Here, you're you're you know where you're talking about, Peach. You're talking about uh, the get-togethers after practice on Mondays. No, I'm talking about when they went down to Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. I w- I wasn't even that one didn't bother me as much as the the friends practicing together the the the, the quarterback and two or three of his receivers and one of his tight ends hanging out yeah. at a high school practicing after practice when they all yeah. just work together. So yeah. the thing down in Florida, I don't know. You, there's. There could be a dozen reasons, man. Bella's mom was sick; he couldn't make it. There was he had prior commitment, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I posed the question: that's, Why that's, wasn't he there? Because if I'm trying to get better, I need right. to be in that relationship or trying to develop that relationship with these other re- receivers to get with our quarterback. I I get it. I would just be more concerned while I'm with you, and 40 minutes an hour later, I'm with 
the other receivers and one of my tight ends, but you guys aren't there. And it could, I could be including Tanya and Vallis because of that would have been pretty much the receiving core, except for the Scott. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they did this not just once. I know about the one because it happened right down the fucking block. And I saw the pictures. And then uh, my friend, a friend of a friend's works at the school, said, nope, it was only those five guys. I don't know who they were, but it was those five guys. And it was Fields, DJ, Komet. You just said them, Peach. Claypool and Mooney. Claypool and Mooney. Because she didn't know, but those are the five guys. Those are the guys that were in that picture. Yeah. They were in the paper, or the whatever you want to call it, the computerized paper. You need to do something, though. So I, I went there every Monday about the same time for three weeks after that, and they never came back, the fuckers. <laughs> one, of them, one of them's got to live right there, and I got a feeling it's Komet, because that's about halfway in between his parents' house and Lake Forest. Uh, and it's a beautiful neighborhood too. You can't, you know, and 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 that that all of course was right after he got the big uh, extension, so he had the money to just go buy a place there. Probably spent a couple, two, three hundred grand, easy. But good neighborhood, you're protected, it's safe. Nothing goes on, and and uh, you're not going to lose your money when you buy property there. That's like putting it in a bank in Park Ridge. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, all right, because I'm going to have to get ready to go. Here, I could keep babbling all night. We've done it how many times, Peach? Right. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is getting up there. It's about 1.30 here, so. Yeah, I got yeah. I got got an appointment in the morning. A couple of them, actually, so. I got, like, two, and then I got to drive, like, 300 miles with no heat. <laughs> <laughs> Heading, heading into Green Bay territory, Peach. I think it's finally going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he comes back without the beard after the holidays, we know exactly what happened. We know exactly what happened. <laughs> That's right. I was mugged. <laughs> mugged and shaved. Guys in the chat, it'll, we it'll appreciate It'll be really you. bad when, when this is all just gone, Peach. Just right. Just this. <laughs> With no shaver, man. <laughs> the old the old skin burn. Cliff Victoria, Raging Oracle, Mr. Mayhem, <laughs> Zach Sullivan. Appreciate you guys being in here. Uh who else we got? We got uh Bear Truth Nine, Ravi come up. Uh Triple R was in here earlier. Uh Jay Sanders. Jay Sanders. Correct. DT9. Um, yep, Bear, Bear Truth 9. And, um, and, uh, Charles Johnson was here too. And Yep. Charles Johnson. Yeah. Guys, we, have, we appreciate all you guys in the chat. Adam. As always. AC Adam was here? Yeah, he came in and said, what the fuck? Because <laughs> we're okay. still on here. <laughs> I think STC was here too. We get him too. Who? STC. Oh, STC. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He cool. was. Guys, as always, we truly appreciate you. Hair Bear, my man. Glad you're feeling better. Gotta remember the Hair Bear. Always. 
You know, we had a good turnout. It was kind of an impromptu show tonight. You know, might be something we may do on the regular here on Sundays. So you guys, you guys tell us. Drop drop something in the comments after the show and let us know oh, if it's something me. you're interested in us coming in on, on a Sunday night late after the game after all the local crap's done and all the everybody else has been babbling all day because it's it was a fest today on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, man. It was everywhere today, dude. And I couldn't yeah. even look. I was just checking bits and pieces. Uh, Paul from Bearski Films was here. Cornet, yeah. Cornelius Walls yes. was in. James Ford. You know Ford. I like to cover the chat, man, because it's all about you guys. We are all the chat, all of us, literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah James I Ford. I look forward to having these conversations, you know. Everyone, not just not just you guys. I mean, I love talking with you guys, but even just the ones in the chat, you know. It's fun Absolutely, getting... I'm sure Walt, Walt, and PJ are both done talking to me. I think I had uh, 10, 20 minute conversations on my phone with them, and I think they were that was enough for them. Leo Factor One was in here earlier too, guys. Oh, yes, yeah. he was. Uh, I'm just trying to go. I'm almost through the list. I just want to make sure we get everybody because, yeah, that's that's what. There's nothing without you guys in the chat. This is just three fucking guys fucking babbling about their bears shit. And we yeah. appreciate everybody's intake. I love reading the chat, man. I'm going to start doing this, and I want you guys to do this too, Walt and PJ. Go back after the show sometime in the next day or two if you can. Uh, two reasons. Because there's people leaving comments after the show. And, and another reason is, is it helps the algorithm to get this show out so that more people can we can start – you know, more more viewers. Uh, I'm looking at everything that affects our show growing because we want to do that too, man. Yeah. So that's one of the things that does is the after comments help expand the algorithm. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole big thing. You know, just it's always like we say, like, comment, subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's there a button click. PJ was you in know, here. And he said something like, good evening, gentlemen. What the fuck is that crap? You gotta watch out for that guy, man. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Shorty, I, I forgot. I forgot Shorty was in here. I'm sorry, Walt. That's all right. You know, we we we, we want to get this information out to as many people as possible, and we also want to get their information to us too, yeah. to make us better fans. Absolutely. Now we become better fans. We can make better stuff for you. So, you know. So true. If you're here, yeah. anyways. Hit the like button if if you want to have if you have a question and we didn't get to it, comment. We we read them all, you know. Like Foss, you said, go back and watch the videos. I go back and watch every single show. Good, good. Usually the night of, like once we finish up, I go back and watch it again, just to see I, where things go. I do it when I can, and it usually takes me a couple of days, but I, I usually get to them all, even if like I got to. I think I finally just went back on Thursdays and the Thursdays before and, and answered some stuff and said thank you and stuff. So yeah, I saw you do that. So like, why am I getting a notification for this this video? Two weeks ago. Because week? <laughs> yeah. because it's I, I would if I'm when I'm doing that on somebody else's show, I love it. I don't care if it's two weeks later, but they they get back to me and say something or at least a thumbs up or I loved your comment or I disagree with you, dude. Whatever. Yeah. So and that's that's what I like and I am you know I'm just a regular person man. So that's you know we all like to get what we're trying to say 
heard, at least get a response out of it, man. I, I, real quick, I put a Twitter question up. Should this ball have ever been thrown? It was a Bajan pass that should have never been thrown. I think I waited two or three hours. 13 people looked at it. Nobody responded. And I finally said, no, this ball should have never been thrown. It was, I think it was a pass to Komet from Bajan where he was basically surrounded by two or three guys. And he threw the ball late into a window that really wasn't going to ever be there. But, I, you know, it's it's getting a response, man. And, and the people in our chat, especially this chat, our chat, because they're so involved with us, we've got this core of just loyal guys and people. Um, they deserve to, you know, you take that minute or two out and and say, hey, thanks, man. Like, you know, who's always commenting is Jason UK. There's, there's five or six people that can't watch this stuff live all the time because they're not in this country. Right. If you go back and look, they make comments continuously or every – Two out of four, three out of five, whatever. It's the same people too. Yeah. But but everybody just you got something like Walt said. If we missed it or you want us to bring it up on the next show, send us a damn email. Put it in the chat. Put it in put it in the after show chat first. Because one of us will end up seeing it. We get the notifications. One of us will and, see it. So yeah, no, I was try and say, get it before Thursday. I was just going to say, do you know anyone out there that's still here with us now or you're listening later on if you're watching the show or even if you're on a podcast, jump on, drop a question. We'll answer it next week or whenever the next show is. You know, in this case, it'd be more than likely next Thursday. We'll probably do a very brief show on Wednesday. Yeah, it'd be brief. No, not too long, not three hours. <laughs> we'll talk about some cooking, I'm sure. Just yeah, our, so. our thank our Thanksgiving show. It's a Thanksgiving to the chat and and everybody who follows us, man. Yeah. So get your questions out there. Whatever you want to answer, we'll answer to the best of our ability. So yeah. that's your homework, guys. Everyone in the chat. <laughs> you root. He fucking ruined all of that because he said two of the bad words together. Homework. Well, home's okay. I know, separate, right? Separately, <laughs> work's not okay separately. But when you got to go home and do work, I'm out. Walt. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we went the whole show and no one got pulled. I just wow. did it. I just did it. I pulled myself. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, we went okay. the whole show and we got pulled. And so we didn't go the whole show yet. No. <laughs> oh well. But really, guys, you know, this was really fun, and uh, you know, it, it's tough for me to say because uh, I was I was really nervous doing the show. I I wasn't sure how I wanted to start it. You're helping me personally, like all you guys here. I may disagree with what you're saying and, and all that, but you know, you're, you're doing me a real service. So I, you know, I want to do something for you guys too. That was yeah. that was just awesome, man. That you, you got the ball to, to to come out and say the truth, and that's what everybody needs to do. Unless you're going so to injure somebody else, Peach. So don't don't say anything about my beard because you might injure another person. It's a joke. <laughs> that's awesome Walt. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for saying that man and, and and thank you for letting me be a part of it dude because yeah. everybody can grow and change everybody it just better not be fucking getsy at the chicago bears <laughs> yeah, he can just go that's all things black time. he can grow someplace else <laughs> he can grow someplace he can go and grow somewhere else you know if Wisconsin, i go to bed michigan while... wherever <laughs> If I go to bed a little while and wake up in the morning, I see that he's been fired. It might make this loss a little more palatable. I can dream. Yeah. I can dream. <laughs>
Yeah. I just I see hope when I see uh when I see fields behind the uh court uh center. So I'm more confident in this organization moving forward with Fields as our quarterback. So chat, I appreciate you guys. My co co-hosts, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys make this thing fun, uh, enjoyable, and actually cause me to really pontificate some things because, you know, you, there's different perspectives out there and, you know, it causes you to think because, you know, when you're living in your own echo chamber, you think you're always right. So when you see different people's points of view, it broadens your horizon and hopefully teaches you a little bit. So I appreciate you guys' different points of view and being able to voice them and uh, doing it on this platform to where you're respectful of one another. I'm really grateful for that because I, I don't like when you I see um, programs like these and people are disrespectful towards each other or uh, the hosts are disrespectful towards the chat. I, I really can't stand that. So I'm glad that we're not there. Um, I'm glad we have a pretty good relationship with our chat and each other. So I'm grateful. I just exactly. want to say, I want to say, and then you can wrap it up, Walt. I want to just say, Good night, everybody. Stay safe. And remember, don't believe everything that you think. Happy dog. Don't believe it. <laughs> Man. Man. That was deep. We had to ponder that for a while, Foster. I'm going to ponder that as I sleep. Don't believe everything you think. Wait, don't think. Well, no, you just shouldn't believe everything that you think. All right, guys. Well, I think we had a good show. So what do you say? One, two, three bears call today? Yep. All right, guys. You want to count us down, PJ? One, two, three bears. Bears. bears.